Hey, Patriots fans, if you want to see Toyota's best offers, including those not seen on TV, go to buyatoyota.com. It's Toyota's official website for deals from the official vehicle of the New England Patriots. Toyota, let's go places. Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world's original podcast. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. Am I am I scared of that Jets defense? Hell yeah! Oh yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. they're they're good. You're not terrible. I'm not afraid of defenses in general. Well, you I'm don't. Not. <laughs> I'm not. I, I you. That's great. That and a cup of uh, five bucks will buy you a cup of coffee. I turned the game off when Aaron Rodgers got hurt. I was like, what? I have no interest in the rest of this game. Oh man, um, it'd be nice if you like football. Yeah, I, I do like football. I don't like Zach Wilson. Hey, hey. <laughs> At the same time, you're telling me that they lost in the Cincinnati game because they can't run the ball. Did I? Yeah, you did. Oh. Paul keeps I, receipts. Paul has an argument database. <laughs> <laughs> He's got by name, argument date. It's date. not my fault you can't remember your name. Whoa, 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 whoa. Have him repeat that. What? He made three really good throws in the game, and that's one of them. Yeah. Oh, only three good throws? Yeah, he made three good throws. All the other throws were throws that every quarterback in the league can make. Okay. I'm not taking it that far. This is Patriots Unfiltered. Presented by Toyota's official website for deals, buyatoyota.com. All right, welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. It is Wednesday here at Gillette Stadium, and uh, got a lot to talk about. It's a big show. It's the turn the page day for the Patriots. This is when the players get their game plans for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, uh, we're in telling everyone it's going to be a throwback game, so the Patriots will be in their reds uh, for this game. A little later in the show, we're going to have a, a Hall of Fame visit from Andre Tippett. Talk a little bit about those red jersey days. I'm a little yeah. nervous about that one. Yeah, we'll go down memory lane a little bit. With he Andre. could hit you. He got it. Yeah, I, I, never don't wanna, know. I don't want to ask the wrong question. So, so he'll come in, uh, and then what else? I, well, I want to mention, speaking of throwback, last week we introduced the poster series series. Uh, <laughs> poster ser- series series. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, last week's poster sold out. Which is pretty cool. Awesome. Uh, so if people don't didn't see the show last week, every week uh, for every home game, there's going to be a unique poster created by a local New England artist. Uh, we're only printing 275 of each game. Uh, each poster is numbered and signed by the artist, uh, and you can buy them on Patriots.com. So just want to give you a look. This is this week's poster uh, for the Miami Dolphins game. And each poster comes with a certificate of authenticity that you can get. Um, so those are available on Patriots.com right now. Last week sold out. So if you want to collect them all, uh, you know you better get you better you better hurry. So these are available on Patriots.com. Hurry. We're going to have a different uh, poster for every home game with a different artist. Uh, so we're really excited about this whole poster series that we're doing. Got a little squish the fish in there, I see. A little squish the fish. There we go. Uh, what else do we have? I don't know. Little little Miami uh, look to it. Some New England look. It's good. It's, I like how Fred yeah. was like a, uh, a politician there. You know, I, let, let me look right into the camera when I say <laughs> <Yeah>. this. <laughs> this the, well, the, the certificate oh. of authenticity is well, right here. Yeah. I mean, I we've got not. video. We might as well use it, right? No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, and... The show within a show today, we're going to give away three of these posters. So you want to hang out for that. 
answer the trivia questions during the show within a show. You could win one, but even if you can't, you can buy uh, these limited edition posters on Patriots.com. Only 275 per game. So really excited about that. A um, lot of fallout from yesterday's show. Yeah. Uh, at last, that's why we had to take Evan off last, today. Too well, much. the last time Too I hot. looked, oh, is, no, what, do we, what do we got? No, he'll be in. He'll no, be in. We no, got static. La- the last time I looked, he was still arguing with oh, yeah. people on Twitter. No, he is. Oh it's, yeah, it's draining into today. Yeah, today, today. Yes, yeah, so um, he's he's been at it since the show ended yesterday. So something I've realized about Evan is like you know he loves to watch the film, and I feel like he watches the film and he thinks what he thinks, and he comes in hot with it, and he just doesn't care, and you well, know that's, that's what it is. That's why the not? all twenty-two thing. Yeah, yeah, that is, and I get it. And I like the uh, yeah. the strength and the conviction. Like you don't yep. need other people yep. to think like you do. You watch something, you have a take, and you. Go, I, yeah. and I, I have no problem. It with was that. like it was. Uh, it was like when he was you know trumpeting Conor McDermott. Like. I'll tell you what I do have a problem with though, Mike. <laughs> As the argumentative one in the show, <laughs> I can't argue. With that. I feel like I fell between Fred and Evan yesterday. And like I'm in the middle. <laughs> I don't like being in the middle. <laughs> that stinks. I, I I definitely think it, I I I know I feel more positively about everything than Evan did, but I can't get to where Fred is uh-huh, yeah. uh, in terms of the, no, the positivity meter. I think I'm uh, with you. But it's kind of a bad place for me to be. I don't like being in well, that. Well, yeah, he like, went up on he no man's gray, gray area. He well, climbed up to the top of Mount Max Stinks, and now, you know, like you were on I, Mount Cooks, he's on yeah. Mount Max Stinks. I'm not, I'm not there. Let, let for, not, it, not, not off that game. Let me put it this way. The way that the game panned out, I mean, obviously, if it kept the way it started, I'd be, you know, in uh, – Deep despair at this point. But the way the game played out, there's nothing about that game that tells me I shouldn't be still hopeful. I went into the season with hope, with no expectations, and I still have hope as a result of that game. Well, I think that was that – was, I was trying to make that point to jump in when you guys were going at it. Um, but just, you know, we all last week said, you, if you don't have hope right now, like, what are you doing? I totally you know, agree. And it's still like you watch one game – if you lost all hope off of one game, then what do you do? You know, like I understand if you have a little less hope or maybe something was confirmed to you that you, you know, necessarily weren't looking forward to about this season, uh, which is a little bit where I lie. But, you know, there, there certainly are things that you could take away positive wise. So here he is now Apparently back from defending the, Dr. the battles. Gloom. The Dr. Veteran, Gloom, Evan Lazar, Hello. the veteran yeah. of the Mac battles. Hello. Doctor yeah. Gloom, that's yeah. my new nickname. Yeah. How's, how are your Twitter fights going with uh, with your unhappy followers about your uh, your, your your take yesterday? You know what? Uh, I I think um, I think I'm misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm gonna say. I think I'm misunderstood. I, I have two things. I'll I'll say one. I think I'm misunderstood. I can explain why throughout the show if you guys want. And number two, uh, like the quarterback 24-hour rule. We talked about yeah. it yesterday. Okay. On to Miami. Did he say anything to you today at the press conference? Uh, no, he did not. We're still on so good terms as far as I know. But He uh, didn't listen to the show yesterday. Uh, apparently <laughs> not. Or read Evans Sorry, after I was, further review. was honest uh, yeah. about Evan what I saw. The offensive coordinator or something. <laughs> how, how dare I? <laughs> He's going to fire you yep. for Matt Pete, Matty P now. That was my comment. I said I respect the fact that you watch it and you don't need other people to sort of you know, jump on your bandwagon. You have your convictions. I, I, I respect just, it. I, I mean, I disagree a little bit, but not, I, I, not I went tremendously. A little far. I'll admit that. I went a little far. I think, you know, my frustration uh, stems from the fact that I personally feel as though they have not done enough to help out the offense. Just 
on any level. Like I don't, and I think that that's where I come out of. I'm misunderstood because I think a lot of people took what I said yesterday as me bashing Mac, which maybe I did a little bit and I'll take ownership of that. But I think the biggest thing is, is that I am trying to tell people that the, in my eyes, the quarterback is being asked to do too much. There's too much on his plate where he needs to be almost perfect for them to even put up 27 points to win a, a game at home against the Eagles. Well, you know, it's interesting because we talked about that 25-point, mm-hmm. you know, no man's land. If you give up 25, you lose if you're the Patriots. And Timothy Wright wrote, writes in, and he says, uh, he, the whole narrative that the Patriots are terrible when opponents score over 25 points has also been sort of true the last few years during Brady's time. Uh, 2017, 1-3 when opponents scored 25 points or over. 18, 2-4, and, okay. and 19, 0-3. Oh and uh, So they're 3-10 and 10 over three years with literally the greatest quarterback in history and a true Hall of Fame tight end in Gronk for, those, for two of those years. So they're years. 30% better. But still, at 3-10... and 10, well, with, you Yes, know. when you give up a lot of points, you're not going to win all the time. But I don't think 25 points is a lot of points in the NFL these days. Well, I, I also agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like it's 35. No, I'm... Yeah. So, but, but 30%... Compared to zero. Yeah. Well, I. but don't you think Brady is more than 30% better than Mac? Yeah. And, he, and that the, that number would prove that. More than 30%. Okay. So better. if he won 31%, it would be more than. Th- I mean, I, I just think that doesn't. Yeah. I, uh, how about how about let's get well, Brady? Let how, about, how about get Brady's first three years when allowing twenty five? Let, let me finish. Are we really <laughs> saying instead of when he was forty two? Well, they didn't. They didn't allow. Are we really points. saying <laughs> that Matt couldn't get two to three wins over a period of three years if he had a real offensive coordinator and, and in twenty twenty two and real weapons? I think this narrative of twenty five points isn't that different than what has been true the last three years, even during Brady's years. Not saying Mac is the guy or has the clutch game, but this stat doesn't prove the point. Also, Paul, Josh Allen has always been a Paul. Tur- oh, has always been a turnover machine, not just the last game, oh. averaging two turnovers a game since game one of last year. He has the most He had am- four Monday night. Okay. And I was told that's what he is. He has the most amount of turnovers for a quarterback Paul. since he came into <laughs> he the league. He also had the most amount of touchdowns for a quarterback last okay. year except for one. But he finished he, second. But he but he is turnover. So you're going to turn the ball over when you make plays. Yeah. He had forty two touchdowns last year. Miss understood so i just wanted to you know I, I i think the, the the stat from from brady and all of that is in the offensive coordinator stuff and it, it's the problem that i keep coming back to is that we knew all of this coming into the year that they really are who they are personnel wise and the coaching was going to be better and the quarterback was going to look a little bit better as a result and we saw that on Sunday and it still isn't enough against a good team like maybe it might be enough against the Saints in a couple weeks or against the Colts in Germany or something like that but against a good team like Philadelphia it's still not enough and I don't hold that just against Mac Jones I just my whole point yesterday was just this is who Mac Jones is like uh, us sitting here waiting for Mac Jones to become this all-world quarterback, I I just don't know if that's going to happen. Um, and the other part I would say is on the twenty-five point thing, they're going to listen. That's not going to stay a zero forever. The Patriots will eventually win games when the other team scores points, and they'll be able to win a game in the fourth quarter. Like these things, there's there's no such thing as an absolute. It will never stay O oh, and forever. 
Like they're going to find a way to win some of these games. We're just a little frustrated. That's all. Uh, Mike, I, I, some of these emails I thought were well thought out. Okay. You know, we don't have to agree with everything they say, but Mike in Connecticut writes in, um, the Tuesday show was one of the more undeservedly negative ones I've heard in recent memory. It was unpleasant to listen to. I'm all for a dose of realism, but my God, it's week one. And we played the preseason Super Bowl favorites. Just a fact, Paul. Holster the snark. Uh, someone please remind Evan, 85% of the league played like garbage on Sunday. The team showed some promise and improvement over last season. No one is anointing Mac as the second coming of the Patriots as Super Bowl bound. Paul may be impatient, but as a result of bad drafting, this team is still collecting talent, even if they stand to lose some in the offseason, as we were reminding over and over and over again. Realistically, improvement in the, God forbid, the occasional glimmer of optimism is what this season is about, not championships. You all predicted mediocrity. Why the uproar when they meet your expectations? Because some, why does that have to be our expectation? Some balance, please. I could hear you trying to argue the other side. Fred, thank you. You're welcome. The one-note negativity made for a bad show. Well, I don't think it was one-note negativity. I think we had plenty Listen, of praise I, for the defense. I, and You know, I get it. I didn't but hear any of that. This is what people feel. They're being honest. Yeah. No one's, I don't think there's anyone on this show trying to be negative. You know, for negative sake. I don't even yeah. feel like you know? I was negative yesterday. I, I feel like no. there were a lot of things to be excited about. I focused on the defense. I thought the defense played a really good game against a quality opponent that I haven't really seen a lot of since Brady left. Agreed. Yeah. That they was that was what I focused that, on yesterday, but no one remembers that I said that. Uh, Junior and Canton writes in, I definitely share Evan's disappointment from the game, but maybe for a different reason. It seems criminal. In the last three years, Bill hasn't acquired a number one receiver. Looking around the league, this is something every team does when they invest in a new quarterback. On Sunday, I saw a legit number two receiver in Kendrick Bourne, a good tight end in Hunter Henry, and although he had a bad game, I know Ramondre is a really good running back. So it's extremely disappointing that we don't have a number one receiver to round out this offense because with the defense we saw on Sunday, just one explosive weapon could change how we view this team's potential and maybe his Mac future. I don't disagree with any of that. And I think that's my, my entire point of, of my whole show yesterday that I misunderstood, again, is that this is we're, – we're sitting here saying don't overreact to week one. Like, to me, that bugs me because this is – we're in year three. Like, this, he's 33 starts into his NFL career. We're not overreacting to week one. We're, we have two years of a sample size to work with. It's not just one week. And yes, it's one week in this system and in this team and in this offense. But at the bottom line is, is that the results have been the same for three years. Uh, Mike and Duval, Paul nailed it. Paul nailed it yesterday. Four years into the post Brady era, and this team is still being talked about and viewed as the little engine that could. At what point does the so-called greatest coach ever begin to lose a tremendous amount of shine on the goat coach luster from putting together seasons that? What will it take for each of you to say, well, it was Brady, not Belichick? <laughs> well, I mean, that's a different argument. But <laughs> yeah. when I say the little engine that could, that's not really indicative of how I felt about the game itself. I just want to analyze where the team is after the game based on reality in the league, not like, well, what did you expect? Well, kind of what I expected was, you know, kind of close to what had happened. I, I didn't expect the defense to play as well as it did. And I thought the offense would be better, but not good enough. 
yeah. if that makes any sense. And and I just look at it as like this whole week one thing. Like, there's a lot of teams that played badly in week one, as a couple of emailers ago mentioned. Sixteen of them won. Do you, but but do you think they're thrilled in Cincinnati today? Right. Do you think they're thrilled in Buffalo today? No. Like, the only one that's probably blew it off was Kansas City because of all the personnel they were missing. And the fact that they're defending Super Bowl champs. But, like, in Buffalo, I could tell you this concern over the fact that Josh Allen, as the emailer pointed out, continues to turn the ball over. And this yeah. frustration over that. This frustration losing a game that almost was unlosable unless you did what you did. Yeah. Like, they're not saying, well, it's week one. Yeah. Brian oh, Dable. The Jet, oh, the Jets own us. Brian Dable's on a ledge. <laughs> did, you see, did you hear him after the game? Well, no. Do, Maybe do you think, he needs to go back you, with Josh Do you Allen. think the Giants are looking at that, Fred, and saying, well, it's week one? Well, they they lost 40 to nothing. So that's, <laughs> well, but that's I, a, I, I understand Even that. I could admit that that's a different level. I understand <laughs> that it was a complete and total collapse in all in all areas. Yeah. But do you think they're just looking at it and saying, well, it's just, just week no. one. Who cares? No. No. Well, how many times have you seen a week one game, too, that's completely not indicative of how the team ends up being with, like, you know, the 0-3 Pats being prime example where you get absolutely Could that be a game the for the Patriots? Perhaps. Could they have played better than they really are? Perhaps. Could the other team have played worse than they really are? I don't Perhaps. I don't have any idea. No. It was like I don't know. I yeah. have no like Fred Fred said this like 20 years ago and like we might look at that 10 weeks from now and say that's the day that I knew the Patriots defense was going to be legit cuz then they'd strung together yeah. a number of performances like that. Or we could say that was the day we should have known that Philadelphia was a one-hit wonder last year, and they fell apart right. the next year. You, Who you, knows? You just don't know. That's why you can't judge a schedule before you play the game. That's right. And then Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. So. Right. Uh, Melvin says, can we get a PU shirt with misunderstood on it? Yes, Paul's that's face a, on that's one Evan. sleeve and Evan on the other. Uh, I'm not misunderstood. <laughs> oh, okay. I am misunderstood. That's Evan's thing. I have people telling me that it that that I'm I'm mad at Mac because he made a joke See, about me like, in the press conference. Like it, it's personal. You know, like, oh, who said that? Oh, people. Oh, God. oh, that's. Oh, oh, I didn't even people. think of that. Oh, that's a good one. That's and I'm a good just false like, people please. or just general people. Who's just general people? <laughs> Wait, who's, who's honor? My pe- who's my people? <laughs> you know, the media. Personal. Your people. Huh. The media. Well, he's the one that hangs out with them. I know, but they're your people. He goes out and he has to check their mood. Yeah. By the way, in the, uh, in the pouring rain in a few minutes. Quick aside, in raining? the uh, the Brady the Brady hype film, did they put the uh, Your Honor, Your Honor? They put they put some of that soundbite. We, one we of put the, a little. <laughs> in. That was in. Put a little <laughs> in. That was in. Honor. Yeah. Who's Honor? Your Honor. At least my name wasn't spelled <laughs> wrong in that one. Um, but you were in I, that one. No. Oh. I also thought I was That's on why it wasn't Miami spelled wrong. Right, we're, we're, we're One more email, and then we'll get into today's <laughs> okay. topic. Yeah, you got to let the people, because uh, a lot of people listen on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. Floyd, they don't get Floyd a chance, in Redford, so. Michigan. I'm 100% on board with Evan's comments from Thank yesterday. You. See, not everybody, not everybody misunderstands Floyd, you. Thank you for telling it like it is. Like Evan said, for those that feel optimistic about the Patriots offense or Matt Jones, what is the basis? When the Patriots got the ball back toward the end of the game, I did not believe they would win because with Mac Jones in the center, history has shown us that he wouldn't get the job done. Evan, people are coming after you because some like placing their hope in positivity and optimism even when there is no basis for reality and they probably feel like you are trying to take that from them. <laughs> that, maybe. I, I look I said it yesterday again, didn't nobody saw it or heard it or whatever but th- there was good things to take away from the offense on Sunday. Their second quarter was really, really good. The two drives they put together in the second quarter were two of the better scripted drives that I've seen them have in a long time. 
But at the same time, those two drives, the play calls worked, the line held up, the receivers ran the right routes, like everything synced up for them to put those plays together. And my concern is what happens when the pocket's a little bit muddy? What happens when the receivers run the wrong routes? What ha- like Can you make up for those types of things? and Or can you just be perfect all the time? Because being perfect all the time is completely unrealistic. And that's what the difference is, is these other teams that have Tyree Kill, that have A.J. Brown, they can mess up on a play on first down, and then they come back on second down, and they like, hit a 70-yarder. Like, <laughs> like for instance, driving down the length of the field, and we'll get it back to Miami now, fumbling inside the five-yard line and yeah. still scoring 36 points. Right. Like, yeah. it's not the reason that you ended up with 20. Right. So, they had a pick and an interception in that game. Right. Yeah. O- old friend J.C. Jackson had a pick. He also had a yeah. colossally oh, stupid pass That was a great one. He just shoved he, the guy. He, he uh, Tua was just named AFC uh, Offensive Player of the He was great. As expected. Yeah, yeah he was fourth really Fourth most pass yards ever. As Fred predicted yesterday. season opening That was the best game I've ever seen Tua play against the Chargers. The throw he had climbing the pocket downfield to Tyreek Hill was sick. Yeah. That was a good throw. Yeah, I'm not like a Tua guy. I'm I'm not a huge. Um, but Tua he showed me guy something either. in I'm that kind game of a against Tua the guy. <laughs> I really think he's good. I just think the only thing is it's him versus concussions. Like that's pretty much. Well, that I mean, you know, for all the people that just say it's it's Waddle and Hill, and I th- obviously that's a huge part of their explosiveness, but it didn't look like that when Teddy Bridgewater, who is a competent NFL player, right? At he's least not the backup. He, yeah. He's, he, but I mean, he started a lot of games in this league. Didn't look like any anything like that. I, I mean, when he I, I'm not yeah. I'm not comparing Skylar Thompson, no, seventh no. round rookie, but when Teddy Bridgewater played last year, it did not look the same. Yeah, I don't. I don't mean. I don't want to say this as a shot at Mac, but like you know, when we when he came out, it was accuracy and anticipation that you were sold on, like somewhat. But I feel like Tua has plus accuracy and anticipation in a way that is unique and special. I mean, listen, if and then you add his mobility. You know, he's not a running, but he can he run. move a little bit. He's, you know, he could. I'm, I'm. I dare say I'm it, but he could end up. What is it, Tony Romo? He could end up having a career like Drew Brees, where he's just so That's accurate, bold, bold take. such anticipation, makes up for his lack of size with, yeah. with, with that. It's just longevity I mean, and injuries, though. Yeah, you know, if That's he stays healthy, issues and he could have that type of but career. I mean, in fairness, at this time of Drew Brees's career, there were. Um, Durability issues. Oh sure, yeah. Well, I mean, that's why he's small, that's why he left the team, right? Small guy who was Miami beat up. wouldn't sign him because of it. Yep. Yeah, but Nick, I, you know, Nick I mean, Saban might still be the coach of the Dolphins <laughs> if he had signed Drew Brees. It's just Wouldn't it's the unknown something? with concussions, yeah. though. You know, like that's like like you can say, well, he had a shoulder injury. Did he come back from it? Was he okay? Yes, but like concussions, you just you don't know. You never know. He's you could be one yeah. hit away from that one that really makes a dramatic turn. Speaking of injuries, uh, the Jets made it official yesterday that Aaron Rodgers did tear his Achilles and he's out for the season. Um, it does suck for Jets. It sucks for the NFL more so. I like I don't care about Jets fans, really. <laughs> but it sucks for the league that he's not in it this year. Yeah, you know yeah, that's that, that was what uh, I, had to, I had to pinch hit on one of the shows yeah. yesterday. I got to work with Zoe for the first time, which was quite the experience. But yeah, that was you know he was. I mean, obviously as a former NFL quarterback, he's on the you know you never want to see anyone get injured, especially someone like that. I do know a couple Jets fans that I you know, feel bad about like it's, you know, like our fans, like we're like, I feel like we're getting a little bit frustrated perhaps with the, uh, the way that games kind of unfold continually for three years now we've been watching, you know, like I know a little different, a little more promise maybe, but like, I just don't understand some of the fans in our 
fan base that just have their heads in the sand and are like, what? Everything's fine. Like, we won a Super Bowl four years ago, you know. But with Jets fans, it's like they got to be apoplectic. Like, I mean, it's like everyone predicted it. Like, you just – they're all on the same page. They're all miserable. They all know what was going to happen. And I, yeah, they, I, I just I – I do feel bad for some of them. On one, I think it might have been Good Morning Football or one of the shows Garrett Wilson was on. And he said that Aaron Rodgers went up to him in, in the locker room after the game and said, sorry, kid. Oh, this was like, tears. oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, imagine a player like that that is such a talented receiver. And now you think you have this MVP quarterback throwing you the ball and you're going to have this great year. And then you have to go back to Zach Wilson throwing you the football. And he still had a thousand yards even with Zach Wilson yeah. throwing him the ball. So yeah. it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do, because I know they have to embrace Zach Wilson now. But I mean, I think we all sort of expect it not to go great you know i do think there are some options that would be better and, and i'm not saying like obviously we joked around about tom yesterday <laughs> but like there, there's some backups and i mean like case keenum is in houston right like don't mm-hmm. you think he would give them a better chance than yeah. zach wilson i mean i've seen enough of zach wilson to um, think yes you know, even if they, I mean, you could probably get Davis Mills. I mean, they're going to go to C.J. Stroud. Like, yeah. I mean, maybe they want to keep Keenum as the veteran guy to sort of help C.J. Stroud. So you're saying take a little bit of maybe a, take, not a swing, you know, but, how about, but more how about, of a. How about Chad Henney? Mm-hmm. Wow. Someone brought up Chad Henney to me yesterday. He did a good job last year in the playoffs when Mahomes had to come out. Now he retired, so he hasn't done anything. Again, I'm not talking about. He still might be better than I'm Ryan talk, Hoyer. I'm not talking about Sunday. <laughs> well, that would be worse. But I'm not talking about Sunday. Yeah. Like, obviously, Zach Wilson. What Salah said yesterday, you have to say, and I think that he's, he struck all the right chords, mm-hmm. I thought. But assuming that we're right, and three weeks from now, the Jets can't move the ball, and he can't stop throwing interceptions, like, you yeah. should have something ready to go. Yeah. Beyond what they – I know they promoted somebody from the practice squad, right, yesterday? Probably. Uh, uh, we should probably mention the Patriots signed a practice squad quarterback. Yeah. Ian Book. Ian Book. Notre Dame. Tamara's not here to The, the, uh, the effort excited. to get smaller and smaller at quarterback <laughs> continues. Yeah, he's yeah. about six feet. Oh, right? he's yeah. – I don't know about that. Yeah. I, uh, I was listening to one of Paul's shows yesterday on my way home, and, and they mentioned with the Jets, you just need 2015 Peyton Manning, right? Like you just need like the veteran quarterback <laughs> right? yeah. that doesn't turn the ball over, that knows where to go with the football. You know, Peyton didn't have great arm talent back like, I think Case Keenum and, and Chad Henney could be that. Yeah. yeah. I, if I was them, they're not – since they're not going to get Brady, I, I would call Philip Rivers. I, I, I would call Philip Rivers and, and fifteen kids and right see now. if he's he, up to his eyeballs. If he's if but he's, he's been out now it. for a couple years, three right? years, or two years. Matt Ryan, what they went three years, right? Three this years. would be the third year because they went Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. Yeah, he just and now this. Yeah, Anthony he's Richardson. got that. Uh, Philip Rivers is yeah. He's he's going to be just a game manager. How like, old is he now? I don't know. 40s, yeah. 40s, I mean, something like that. that. That class, Eli, Eli Manning, and Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, they've been out now. Yeah, yeah. they're they're all retired. Yeah. Yep. I think the thing that's weird too about the 04 this draft is draft class. There's such a an angst towards Zach Wilson, and like they had no choice but to go back to him. So it was just such a jarring thing to go from so much hope and promise and excitement. Hey, if he wasn't the Aaron second Rogers. overall pick of the draft, Mike, they probably would have cut him <laughs> yeah. when they signed Rodgers yeah. and kept and they, right? they'd done something to keep Mike White. Now they got no choice to go Mike back White to him. is another one of these guys that I think somehow is considered to be something he's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, he went but one. That's, th- he's like what you talked about, though. He that's went one and three as the starter last year. I mean, as bad as Zach Wilson was, they went five and four when he started. Um, 
I, I don't know that Mike White would have them in any better spot right now. I mean, he's sort of a reckless guy who takes a lot of chances. Well, I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a prediction and probably gonna poo poo me, but I think Zach Wilson's gonna be better than people think. Yeah. This well, year. that's one of those things that can't be poo pooed. <laughs> Because I don't know what people think. Like, yeah. What do people? What, well, what everyone do you, thinks that their season's over. You think he'll over. be okay? You think he'll make it to the end of the season as their starter? I think. I think they're going to compete. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 think I, I don't think they're too. out of the they playoff last race. Year. Right. I don't think they're out of the playoff race. I don't think they're out of the playoff race either. I think they're out of the Super Bowl race. I think what's crazy about Zach Wilson is like, even in the, he can't even game manage. Like, and, and to me, like that's like the the bottom line for a quarterback is if you can't add all of the extra stuff that like a Mahomes or an Allen or just don't just just don't, don't ruin it all he's right. got to do is hand the ball off to Brees Hall and run play action like that's it <laughs> yeah. like and he still just can't even to your do point that. the first one the game at the Meadowlands last year if he had just been a game manager the Jets would have won that game yeah yeah the it's, second one he needed to make some plays and they couldn't I remember what like when him coming out too it was such a talk of just you know his arm talent his ability like off platform out you know late in the down throw the ball downfield and in the NFL, those look like the times where he's most like, oh, yeah. God. Oh, if I were a Jet fan, any time I saw him moving backward, yeah. would just, uh, I would just have a cow. Or that, I, I, I don't know how... I don't know how, as a Jets fan, you can watch him and not have anxiety. They, they forced him out of the pocket Ooh. in one of the matchups last year. That was actually the game plan, was to flush him. Yeah. Because they knew that once he got on the move, He'll he was going to chuck it to, to Devin McCourty <laughs> three times. So they, they literally designed the plan to make him yeah. throw on the move. What, was it you talking to DMAC about, about the plan against Wilson and just being like, he will give us the ball. I, I forget yeah. where I heard that, but somebody yeah, recently I mean, they, saying after the game, that was that the game, game I distinctly remember them just telling us that they wanted to have the pass rush tee off, force him out of the pocket, and just push him into the sideline and make him make a throw. Yeah, and he did. Yeah. Um, but kind of some, like Tua is going to give you some opportunities. He will throw some up to you. He will. Yeah, he, he trusts his receivers and he'll throw some up. And the other part, I mean, two tremendously talented guys, right, Hill and Waddle. They don't have a ton beyond that. They're, they don't run the ball very well. Their offensive line is weak. Yeah, Durham Spice. And, and they don't really, you know, they don't really throw to tight ends. Um, they don't have a lot of depth at receiver. Um, listen, they are very good. You know, last year they they were pretty productive with uh, Hill and Waddle. Yeah, and they kept the score down because I think the score kind of got out of hand. Seventeen nothing at the half if I remember correctly. But, you know, Hill had like 80 or 90 yards and Waddle had the big play in the game on the fourth down. I don't know if that's enough. Like, they're going to have to find other things to do um, in order to put up some big numbers, Miami. Okay. Uh, Robin writes in. He says uh, he's in Alaska. I love Tuesday's show. It was like Eric was back. (laughs) What? (laughs) We talked a lot of football. Um, It's a shot at the naked. Yeah, Rozzy, I agree with Evan. Nope. I don't think he was overly negative. As I nope. understood it, the critique was not of Mac. It was of the Patriots' roster-building philosophy. They haven't added enough talented people around Mac to build a winning team. They spend and draft to have sustained success, like Belichick's words. However, without elite skill players, they are headed for sustained mediocrity. Can I pick at that, <laughs> that sentence a little bit? You, yeah. They they draft to to sustain. I don't know what that means. Yeah. How how does like so in other words, if you drafted receivers, you can't sustain. Like if you do, now clearly Bill 
he drafted three straight first three rounds of three defensive guys. But that's an eye toward being better for a longer period of time than immediately. I don't really see the correlation. I mean, I think one of the biggest criticisms we've had of the draft is was the inability to sustain positions like the tackle spot that all of a sudden you just don't have any tackles. Yeah, to address uh, the the needs that, you know, I mean, the experts. We used to see, well, yeah, you know, bigger. But, you know, you used to see the plan at at, at the, you know, receiving third down back. You know, they always had a pipeline. They had pipelines at positions that you could kind of establish and say, all right, that guy's going to go. You know, Matt Light's going to retire. We just drafted Solder. We got Volmer. You know, like it's all it's all in place. And they've been chasing their tail, especially on the offensive yeah. line, for a while. And, and a listen, I started with Tooney. And I like the <laughs> I, I like the the idea of what they did on defense. And uh, first of all, cornerback was an enormous need that very few people felt like the way we did going into the draft process. We all felt that cornerback was in the top handful of needs. Um, so we all loved the Gonzalez pick. But, you know, you look at the Keon White, which is one that I will admit that I kind of scratch my head on, not because of the player, but because the of spot, the spot. Yeah. Um, and you just kind of wonder, are they looking at him and maybe they're looking at Barmore? Like, they, to me, they've given Barmore some chances, both in the summer, yeah. on the practice field, and then to start the game the other day. And he doesn't look great. He played like, well on Sunday. As a three-down guy, I don't think that he looks as good. I, You know, God, that's my guy. Yeah. Like, I am holding on to, to Barmore. That was my favorite pick that they've made in recent memory. I haven't seen the dominant four. Like, I saw Keon White a lot the other day, and he didn't play, um, you know, what do you play? I thought 20, Barmore 20 was, plays? was better I th- on review. Like, I, I didn't notice him live either very much, I, but he. I he, thought they he, ran the ball pretty well in the the early part of that game. Yeah. And then I, I then Guy came in, and I thought it, it kind of changed. Thing, but as a well, pass that's what rusher, I'm talking he, about, as an all around player. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Uh, Travis, I love Barmore, but yeah. you know that Good you guys know that I, I have a uh, I have a crush on him. But uh, can I make a real quick point, Fred? It's like, but see, like that's the things they do on defense. Like they take weird like chances. They trade up for Barmore. They don't, you know, even at the but time. But what I'm wondering like, is, is Keon White? You know, we, we know Lawrence guys. Go, you know, if it's not next year, it's um, I, he probably will be gone next year. You know, Godchild will be. He's getting a little older too. You know, maybe they, they're looking at Barmore. It's like, well, he's a situational guy. Yeah, we're trying to see if he's more than that sort of paving the way for losing him after next year you know i don't know yeah like i just i wonder if that's the thought process well the point i was going to try to tie it to is they don't really take those chances on offense like you know they don't really like wow they didn't really need this like you know i mean i guess you could maybe say like sony michelle which obviously didn't work out but it was kind of like they don't really need a running back like especially not in the first round but they you know they took a kind of a chance on but they take chances but like why like they took a chance like taking taekwon thornton in the second round is taking a chance Right. But is it a good chance to take? Yeah, right. that, that's a, that's it's a good example. It's the misevaluation right. more so than anything yeah. else. I think that that's like with the tackle spot, because I agree with you 100% that they've been chasing their tail on tackle since really like Nate Solder left. And then like they had the year with Trent Brown to bridge the gap in 2018. But what it comes back down to is that Isaiah Wynn was supposed to be the left yep. tackle. Yep. And they missed on the pick. And I think the same thing thing at least so far, can be said for Taekwon. Like, that throw that Mac made to Kayshawn Booty at the end of the game, that's supposed to be Taekwon Thornton on the other side. And now we're talking about Taekwon Thornton in year two in the, with Mac again. And, like, if he's a if he's George Pickens, then, you know, it's a, it, I'm not, like, to do that whole thing. Yeah, but, yeah, like, but you're right, it, yeah. it's – it. And then, and so now they're chasing their tail again at wide receiver, looking for top-end wide receiver talent because they missed on the pick. At least so far. 
So that's like the repeat of what I I see with them. And like Barth and I, when we do our draft, like we've been talking about tackles for it <laughs> every feels year. Like th- every like year a, they have to take one. It's every a year broken record. Every year it's like you know we're talking about it's, they just overthink it. You know, like we're not going to take the consensus number two valued receiver. We're going to take this guy from a small school, and you know because. Right. We know he's better than other, you know. It's well, like, especially oh, on the offensive uh, side of the ball, like you know, like trading up to take a, a tackle from Alabama, like not a, you know, not a the huge like thought pro, like yeah, yes, but you know, Isaiah Wynn, like is he a guard? The whole like the second you drafted him, you thought he might be a guard because of his yeah. side. Like there's always a yeah, but Thornton, yeah, he's the fastest guy, but you know, we know about his wrists, and you know, I mean, that was <laughs> just the fact that he's really skinny, and I think that's played out. He started both years on IR. He has. You know, contact issues doesn't is not strong going up at the for the catch point. I, I did so. see one really funny. Um, you know, those whole you know sometimes the memes. You know, uh, they get you the 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 tweets. You know, like and you're like oh, all right, whatever. So it was kind of one that made me laugh. It was um, the Patriots. You know, maneuvering around to keep the Jets from getting a tackle. Oh, right. In the, in yeah. the first round. Right, Broderick Jones. Yeah. <laughs> and then Aaron Rodgers tore his Jazz checkers. Like, yep. That one made me laugh, I have to admit. Uh, Travis in West Virginia, why does the audience give two craps whether or not you're positive or negative? I've never understood that. I listen to the show for information and entertainment. Your positivity or negativity is your choice and has no effect on me or the team. Well, that's nice. Well, I, like I think that. a lot of people like, you know, the guy who lives in Kansas City and is in – Kansas City land and has to hear from those fans. They come here for a safe place, yeah. and then they get here, <laughs> and then place. and then they get hit over the head, and yeah. it's like, oh, I, even there. Yeah. You know? I mean, for me, and you, you know, I know you make fun of me a lot, Fred, for listening to my shows. The shows that I like are the ones that I feel like actually tell you what they think, as opposed to what you want to hear. Right. Both ways. I I don't want negativity for the sake of negativity either. Like that 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 to me is not balanced when you just say like, well, yeah, like. Like I said, I I was somewhere between Evan and Fred yesterday. Like, but that doesn't mean I'm right. That was just my view of the game. You know, like I don't I don't want Fred's take just because that's quote a safe space, and I don't want Evan's take because well, you know, we want to be like Felger and Mass. You know, like we just you know Adam Jones. We just oh. want to like criticize every element. No, I don't think that's what Evan was doing yesterday, and I don't but, want to listen really yeah, to that. But, but I, I also just like fun. I also just feel like that's not a like we. This is the other thing that I took a little exception to is like I'm not negative for the sake of negative. Like right. it, 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 when they play a good game and they and they put good stuff on film, I say it was good. Like the defense was good on Sunday. I've said that repeatedly. The defense was good on Sunday, but if I have to be, I have to be objective. Like I can't just sit here and and be positive just because I like and. So that's why all these people that are coming after me, it's like, come after me, I guess. Like, I'm not going to, like, change just because Bring you it. want me to be positive. Listen to him. Like, Bring it. I, Bring I, I don't the know smoke. what to tell you. Like, you don't want that smoke. <laughs> it, it just – it is what it is. Like, they are what they are. Uh, Spee in Fresno, it was only a couple of years ago that a bright-eyed Mike, I won't forget you, Brady Dusso, <laughs> turned his spurn back on Tom, digging his heels deep into the turf to pledge allegiance to Bill as the great rebuild began. Yet by now – the fire in Mike's mighty lighthouse has dwindled, having all but gone out. The once great champ, now a study in mopishness. <laughs> mopishness. Uh, and Good in that speech. vein, we have a likewise seen a noteworthy turning of the tides within the daunting mind of Evan Lazar. The once staunch apologist for young McClellan <laughs> is now way down on Mac. Perhaps our esteemed all-22er has seen enough to conclude 
as some of us have long opined, that Mac's skill set and not simply the situation around him is probably not up to the task of clutch play in the moments that win or lose NFL games. I disagree with that. Which brings me to my question. What would Mac have to do to reclaim Evan's love? A poem? Flowers? Maybe feed and walk Atlas for a month? Could a Mac Jones rap video do the trick? But seriously, what would he have to do to redeem himself on the field? If Coach Lazar is indeed tapped to be New England's next OC, the bridge between QB and his future nerd overlord must be restored. I don't even know what the mass singer is. I, what could Mac do? Um, it's more like what could Bill do for Mac? I think that would get me more so on board. I, I have been optimistic about Mac since they drafted him and, and given him a fair shake of thinking that, that he could develop into a better player than what he currently is. And I, I just, I don't know if that other shoe is going to drop with him, but what I do know what they could do, if this is the quarterback that they're going to have is upgrade what's around him. And I think that's like the chicken or the egg debate in my head that I constantly have with this offense and with Mac Jones is should they rely on Mac getting better or should they just accept the fact that this is who Mac is and make the situation around him better? Cause right now they're middling it which is to me why they're eight and nine yeah, is squish, because they're like they're they're just kind of right they're they're playing it right down the middle of saying well mac might get a little bit better and we're gonna maybe get a little bit better receivers for him and like hopefully that but you, it just doesn't work yeah and right now they're stuck i mean they're not going to do anything this year i mean there's no right. number one receiver that they're going to bring in this year so th- we have what we have this year Hopefully Parker comes back. So, you know, I got my eye on somebody. Oh. I'm going to watch Cincinnati a little bit. Oh, T Higgins? I'm watching I'm watching the Bengals and see what what goes on. It didn't look like he was much involved the other day. Was, did, was he, he was ta- he was actually targeted like 8 times and had oh. zero catches. Okay. Now, I'll yeah, take my oh, I'll take my take back. I only saw the zero. He was like over I didn't eight. see the 8. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I'll take yeah. that I'll take that uh, back. I saw them throwing to some guy number 5. Well, that wasn't Higgins, was it? Did Higgins change his number? Was he really tall? Maybe it was Higgins, and it was he changed his number, and that that got me because I was just watching the little monitor over yeah. here on on Red Zone. I didn't actually see uh, any of the real highlights. Of that I would game. definitely so, so never a, mind about that. I, uh, quick aside, uh, Evan, I think practices in the bubble today. Oh, the bubble. The okay. Michael Bublé. Michael Bublé. Sorry, the Socios.com Fieldhouse. Please say correctly. There we go. All right, eight five five past five hundred is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Let's go to the phones. Todd's in North Carolina. What's up, Todd? Hey guys, I think why a lot of the negative perception is because it's the way that this particular group is. You got Snarky Paul, you know, sneaky negative Deuce, and then not so sneaky negative Evan all coming out. And I think what's bleeding into it is their frustration with the team because they want the team to be good. So when they're making their comments, that bleeds into it, and everybody's uh. And only we only have Fred here trying to defend against the three, whereas before it was just like it was because well, Eric didn't count, right? Right. So he <laughs> had no opinion. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But, what, he couldn't but what is Fred defending? Like, what is Fred defending just against? I don't understand. I'm, I'm I defending optimism. Hope. Yeah. Okay, but we all have hope. I think we all said that, right? It doesn't come off. Yeah. Very so encouraging what I, what after. What I point out is whatever. if people read your articles, you actually – accent the positive in your articles but when you're on the radio it seems to come across more you fo- it seems like you're focusing more on the negative 
about what needs to be done, what's lacking and stuff. But in your articles, hmm. you say positive stuff Me? like about Pop having his first experience, even Booty getting some time in. Like, it, people need to read the articles you guys write and listen to the show in order to get the full picture. I think that's part I agree of the with problem that. Yeah. missing it. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I, I wish that I yesterday my one critique of myself is that I feel oh, like in putting himself up in, on the big board. And after further review, I told both sides of the story a little bit better in terms of the yeah. chicken or the egg yeah. that I just broke down of like it's obviously it's not all Mac Jones's fault that they lost on Sunday. No one's saying that. But you have to call the film for what it is, but at the same time you can acknowledge that there was a lot of context of there's guys injured, they probably could have done more in the off season to help him and this is where we're at. It, so Thanks for saying that, Todd, because I, so I agree. moving forward, what's one thing that needs to change in order for Mac to be successful that when? we can have change? Like, does he need to have Juju get healthy? Does he need just his O-line back? Beat a good does team. He, he needs to play back? better. All of that? Or yeah. just can we get, like, one or two things only? The team has to start beating good teams. I mean, it's just, you know, you have to break the rut of the last three years. And that's, you know, look, I mean, I mean, I love Spee's email. It was very well, well I written. Think, I but... think overall, thanks for the call, Todd, they can't be constantly in third and long yeah. and in obvious passing situations you know that there's things that have to happen to help mac right. and then mac needs to help himself it's both which goes to you got to be productive on yeah. first down or you're screwed you know so it's yeah. just it's right back to evan's thing but i don't know just going back to the bigger point it's like you know i appreciate what speed wrote you know when i started here we were coming off of the sixth super bowl and we've watched four seasons of 500 football so I'm sorry that I'm not still just like, isn't this awesome? Like, and I, I struggle to see people who are still like that. Like, we've been watching what we've been watching, and I feel like to Evan's point, it's been like a slow motion car crash this year because a lot of the things that we talked about for six months were not addressed, and now they're coming home to roost, and everyone wants us to be fine with it. And it's like when we're there talking about 25 different tackles at the combine, being like, they got to get one of these guys, and the, the, instead they draft a guy from what Eastern Michigan who was a left guard and try to make him a tackle. And then played him at right guard. And then played him at right guard with like a week of practice. Meanwhile, the one that was taken in the fourth round uh, is starting right right, right away. Dewan Jones, who's a monster and looks like, you know, you imagine what he would look like. I don't know what he's going to be. Trent Brown, but but, but still, it's a, you know. I will say, in all fairness to Mac, like, you know, the callers are asking, like, what's – I am reserving, like, complete judgment until the guards are back. Like, because – having the clean interior of the pocket for him in particular is so massive because he needs to step into the throws. He needs to step into it. And if those two guys can come in and be really rock solid up the middle with David Andrews, then it does change some things about their outlook to me. I absolutely agree with that. And what we analyze is the game, not like what's, you know, necessarily like, I don't think anybody here is saying, like, it's time to pull the plug. Like, this is done. This is over. They tried this. It didn't work. It's done. No. Like, I think two weeks ago we were talking about entering a season with with hope that Bill O'Brien could help Mac Jones, that Adrian Clem could help the offensive line, and we'll see what these things do. I'm not going to just, like, give up on that hope after a game. Right. When Fred comes, like, I just don't like the whole thing, like, we're supposed to do X when we analyze. Like, when if I was listening and I was completely – you know, on the other side of the dial. And Fred was saying things that I agreed with, but I found out that he wasn't really thinking that. He was just telling me what I wanted to hear. Or conversely, I was really down on the team, and I heard Evan saying a bunch of stuff about Mac Jones, you know, really didn't make that many plus throws in the game. And that agreed with me, but then I found out later that 
Evan was just being negative because he was trying to put some back. Like, I don't want to listen to those shows. I don't want to listen to guys that don't tell me what they really think. You no. know, this whole thing, like, well, you write and then you accentuate. The ne- no, no one's, like, going out of their way to accentuate any element of anything. My big takeaway on Sunday was the defensive performance against a good offense. Someone else's takeaway may have been the offense just can't do it when it counts again. I don't think either one of those takeaways is wrong. Yeah. And I, mean, I think like, that's what the fun of the show is, though, is like who would have predicted what the takes would have been when we started that show yesterday? Like that, you know, that where we would all kind of land. And that's what we don't fun. talk about this stuff before we come. No, down it, like and that's what's, you know, fun all of a sudden. I mean, certainly we, you know, the games we watch the game together, you know, sometimes when Evan and Fred aren't there, you guys are away at away games. It's always interesting because you see different things, you know, and meanwhile, Paul and I are, are watching here. But I mean, that's, you know, that's what's good. It's never rehearsed. It's, you know, how yeah. we feel. Anthony's in Seattle. What's up, Anthony? Hey, what's up, my people? Hey. Hey. Listen, am I allowed to say pissed off? Sure. Uh, sure. All right. Listen, uh, uh, um, I, I promise I, I'll be careful. I've never cussed on this show before. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to start today. Um, I got two quick things. There's no way I'm going to be able to get all my thoughts out today. So I, I got one thing that I just – one specific thing that I feel like hasn't been talked about and then just kind of one summary thing that I think best illustrates my, my frustration. But one thing that I think hasn't – kind of an underrated bad decision that I'm getting tired of with Mac is when you get down, you got first and, and 10 from the 18 yard line. You got over a minute. You got plenty of time. I think we had a timeout, but we might have not, but we didn't need one. We had plenty of time. And the first thing you do, I thought it was a Devontae Parker thing, but Parker's not even in the, in the game. And you throw the 50, 50 fade to booty. It's like, He's gotta fall out of love with that throw. He man. actually, like, he actually was open, and in the ball, he didn't give him a chance on the ball. Which I, I, I wonder if that's a booty thing. Like if that's Parker in that spot instead of booty, I gotta feel like Mac puts that in bounds and lets Parker try to go get the ball. Yeah. I actually thought Booty won the route, and he sailed it over his head out of bounds, which was weird. Okay, I, I don't want to argue about that one. The the big thing, so I can get off the phone. But I'm, the reason I'm pissed off is because. Okay, if you were to take the four units, Patriots offense, Patriots defense, Eagles offense, Eagles defense, I think everyone would agree who had the best game, Patriots defense. Yep. But I think if I was to list the four, in my opinion, I think if I was to list the four in order, I think it would go Patriots defense, Patriots offense, Eagles defense, Eagles offense, and we still find a way to not win against these good teams. And that's the reason I'm pissed off. It's like, after going down 16-0, that's as thorough as we've outplayed a good team since Brady left, and we still find a way to not put it together. It's like you rather, it's like Mac doesn't trust, you get down to the 18-yard line, you don't trust yourself to not, uh, trust yourself to throw like three to five good, you know, quality passes in the middle of the field and go ahead and punch it in. You you want to get lucky and try to throw a 50-51, you know, and you know, at that point in the game, they really didn't have an answer for Hunter Henry in the middle of the field. I don't know, man. It's just it's getting old. We got to start winning these quality games. Obviously, you know, I got my Super Bowl prediction out there. I got high ass, uh, you know, uh, you know, um, expectations for this team, and it's centered around this defense that did an excellent job. You know, it's time, man. Well, it's time. In terms of the o- that's all I got, guys. Okay. In terms of the offense, I think next three games. We'll have oh, yeah. three opportunities, quality games. You know, even without Aaron Rodgers, that defense is for real. We'll have three good tests 
for this offense in after four games. Yeah. Let's see what we got. Well, I think just to respond to his, I mean, to his, you know, ranking of the things, I mean, it's turnovers. Like, you throw a pick six and a fumble that they score. I mean, you know, that that's that was wasn't the, big, the whole game. That was the big message that's the, today. That's the big difference, you know. That's you know, the you big You heard difference. David Andrews. You heard Hunter Henry. It's uh, protecting the football and getting off to a faster start. Um, and really, you got to do that. This is not a good defense you're facing Sunday night. This is a defense you need to score. Now, the next two, Fred's right. Jets, Dallas. But, those, those two defenses on the road will but be here's the thing, no Paul, picnic it's, at all. It's not a great defense, but it is a great offense, and that's going to put pressure on our offense to keep up, perhaps. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, if it's you know, if, if if you lose like the Chargers did, then I won't sit here okay. saying, well, you know, Mac. But if you can't get out of the the, the low twenties yeah. again, like, yeah, right. The other team just put thirty four right. on. Yeah. It. So if you're right, if the Miami defense is not that good. Well, I'm we just should going be, off of what they did. Right. We should be expected to, to do better score-wise, certainly, than we did in week one. Right, yeah. and that's Mike's. I think that's back to Mike's points of, like, you just have to protect the ball and play four quarters yeah. and not one. Yeah, and I, w- I would just say, too, generally, like, I mean, I've said this many times on this show, it's about the division. You know, like, I, like I'm not going to overreact to a week one game against Philly either way. I mean, that's why I kind of feel a little bit balanced about it. They're a unique team. They're a talented team that they've had all year to pre- prepare for. But if you want to be successful, you got to win in the division. And this is, you know, again, Tua, you haven't beaten him. You've had all this time to prepare for him. This, these are the teams you should know best. This is These are the teams that you should be built to beat so you can get in the playoffs. So, you know, I, I'm feeling down the middle right now, but these next two games for me are, are the ones that are really going to matter. Mark's in Connecticut. What's up, Mark? Hey, Evan, it's your boy, Mark. I just wanted to, uh, you know, back Evan up here and just say that me and have talked about this on the Catch-22 podcast all over the offseason. They needed to get Mac Jones, a number one receiver. They never did, and that's why it cost them the game on Sunday. I mean, if you have a legit number one guy, whoever it is, they make that catch. Like Zay Flowers would have made that catch. Whoever you want to put in there as a number one receiver would have made that catch. I think Parker would have Which catch are we talking about? <laughs> the booty. Oh, the booty. one so on the side. And, and, yeah. But just out of curiosity, then what would have happened? Well, it gives you, you know. Yeah, you'd had four more plays. Yeah. First and yeah. goal but at like, the nine or something. I, and I just. But you're going to stress the defense, guys. Right. Yeah. So maybe that number one option would have been covered. But it starts with that play. I mean, you've got to make those plays. You've got to make those plays down the stretch. Right. You know, well, and the, the offense the doesn't. The, yeah. the offense that, doesn't. Uh, you know, you go back to 2018. Why did we pick the dumbest wide receiver in the draft, Nikhil Harry? You had DK Metcalf there. You had AJ Brown there. You had Debo Samuel. Then you go to 2019. You don't move up two spots to get uh, Jefferson. I mean, it's just time after time. And then you pick Tyquan Thornton. You could have had George Pickens. It's just again and again and again that Bill just can't, for some reason, pick the good wide receiver. Yeah. It's 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 crazy, it's crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, crazy? I, I have no argument. Thanks, with, Mark. I have no argument with the uh, the draft. Am I crazy yeah, to not watch time. George Pickens? I get the general point, but I just I oh, feel I like, loved George I feel Pickens. Like he's a hothead, and he just seems. I, I don't volatile. understand why that's bad. He just seems volatile. I don't. I don't know. I just there's something that just seems like but like over the like top Antonio Brown volatile. Uh, no, but 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 shades of that. I mean, uh, Antonio Brown's Antonio Brown, but I don't I know. Have, there's just something yeah. about George Pickens that seems like. It, yeah, I, I mean, I, if if that's true, then I would agree with you. I I didn't know that about him. What is that? He's Jason like McCourty, Antonio wearing? Brown. Oh, that, <laughs> they were making fun of the guys that 
the suits with the shorts that's a big that was a big thing on game day for players it's the socks that kill me with it's, it's sassy but i don't know i don't i don't like that look yeah. <laughs> i think you don't um, want to try that one i think call? jamie collins had it Did yeah that sounds about right I think yeah he had yeah. something like that yeah i mean he, he's he has his own fashion sense jamie collins uh let's go to brent in vermont what's up brent hey boys how you guys doing today good good uh, first thing I want to say is I cannot stand when Tony Romo commentates <laughs> not only the Patriots game, but per- Patriots game in particular. I cannot stand his wishy-washy, crappy takes he has. So that's the first thing. But second thing, my main thing I want to call about is how do you guys feel about the NFL not bringing in these uh, referees as full-time employees? Because during that Patriots game, I counted like five or six calls that were huge game changers that would have helped us out in particular and not very much so on the eagle side not saying it's scripted or anything like that oh, i'm just saying know. that he's yeah <laughs> on the payroll so we I, can stop seeing these crappy calls yeah. with ruined games like I mean, what there, there can, are a lot can of... i have an example do i have an example yeah Oh no! I had a couple bruising me, man. I can't think of one thing off the top of my head. I'm just that's what I thought. Like a couple holding calls that. Uh, well, the holding call on on Hunter Henry may not have actually well, been. It was on Farrell Brown. Was, yeah, yeah. Farrell Brown. Mike, Mike yeah. told me that. Farrell. Yeah, because it definitely was. That's what the film yeah, said. Henry, it was supposed to be 86, not yeah, 85. Henry wasn't holding on that play. But he wasn't. The, the ref called out the wrong number. Yeah. It should have been 86. So yeah, I mean, the, the Eagles was had the a pretty good drive going yeah. when their guy went in motion, tripped and fell, and got called for a yeah. chop block. That was the only <laughs> egregious one. I Listen, the yeah, refs aren't perfect. Tripped over Kelsey's foot, I believe. Far from it, and some crews are better than others, but. With all the checks and balances in place these days, it's less of a factor than it used to be, I think. I mean, how about having to go to replay for that last call on yeah. Kayshawn Booty? I mean, yeah, right. I, I, I mean, I'm all for, like, trying to get better refereeing, but, like, is there any assurance that making them full-time would, would make it happen? Like, would make them right. not the miss calls in the thing heat is one of, of the moment? Most, like, one of the most overrated things ever. Uh, you know, so if I'm, just a, if I'm just a referee and I'm making 250000 a right. year, I, I will be more focused on my calls on Sunday. Like I, I'll be more prepared. It's, it's still going to happen super fast, and you have to make a split-second decision. I think the officiating stinks, as Fred will tell you. I've never seen a game that I thought was properly officiated in any sport. I just don't think at any game, level. I just don't think the games are fixed. Yeah, no, I don't no, think it. No. I don't think that they stink against my team. That's the only difference it's, that I have for most fans. It's also the nature of the sport where you could probably call holding on pretty much any play. You know, like it's just there's it's such a subjective referee sport. Whereas I feel like less sports maybe a little bit well, less. I know basketball tough. is oh, tough. And tough. I mean, I every, really didn't think the officiating had nuance, had much of an impact on the game at all the other day. I didn't really either. There no. was one. There was one that I thought um, the two point conversion. Um, I the Calvin Anderson oh. hold. I think someone. Someone I didn't go back and yeah. look at it, so yeah. I didn't see it myself. But no. someone said that it was kind of ticky tack. Yeah. But the Farrell Brown one you told me was clear. Yeah, it reached like over him, and like it was a weird, it was a weird kind of thing. Yeah. Well, even if they were just to do like an instant replay, I mean, we got a hundred different angles with these cameras with 4K resolution. I mean, I'm not saying stop the game for every single play, yeah. but I mean, there's no reason why someone from the booth who can't like see a blatant like call that is a game changer be like oh hey you guys missed this because i mean there's only humans on the field you know like i don't blame them for missing things from time to time because they're only human and they only got two eyes versus 100 different camera angles that we have in this day and age yeah the games take long enough yeah. they, they have enough replays they shouldn't right. they shouldn't have to replay Thanks, like that last call like that wasn't even really close to being mm-hmm. in bounds mm-hmm. i think they have enough problems with replay
Uh, let's see. Esteban, all the way down from Costa Rica, he says. Nice. Says, I love the take and I love your show. No BS, keeping it real. Great analysis in the uh, offense from Evan. Mike is amazing uh, taking on the D. And Paul and Fred, <laughs> they are guys who keeps the thing realistic. Have you guys found out why Juju was out on the final play? Oh, we're going to find out. Final play? I, How about the final So it's, that, it's, it's a good time to talk about that. So Bill was asked Juju. about Juju this morning, and he said we'll have an injury report yeah, later in the day. See if he was injured maybe. Yeah. Give him an out. You know, was, he, was, was the fact that he wasn't out there at the end of the game at all injury-related? And Bill's answer was, well, you know, we'll get that injury report to you, you know, first one of the week, you know, blah, blah, blah. I kind of read that as to be, yeah, I think we're going to see Juju Smith-Schuster's name on an injury report today in some capacity. Now, I know there was a report, not a report, but there was a line of thought on my shows <laughs> yesterday indicating that someone thinks that he could be going on IR. I've heard that. So if that happens, I, I think we'll find out at, at uh, I, 4 o'clock. I don't want to say I'm hoping for it, but it would just at least make me feel better that there's something going on and that they realize they need to like hit the reset button on him because it just it didn't look good. Didn't yeah. look good. It hasn't looked good all summer with him. Something, something's up. Yep. All right. Uh, Paul's Foods here. Uh, show in the, within a show is going to start. Remember, you can win three of the posters. We're going to give three of those uh, exclusive posters signed and numbered by the artists. So we're going to give those away right now. When we come back, hopefully, I think Andre Tippett's going to join us. So we'll talk to you after this. Get in on the action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Isn't it time to get exactly what you want? Welcome to Red Hot Deal Days from Verizon, where you get your pick of our best deals. Like my plan, where you can pick the perks you want and save on every one. For limited time, bring your own phones to a Verizon store and you can get my plan for our best price ever. Get exactly what you want in your phone plan and only pay for what you need. Bring your phones to your Verizon store today and get my plan. These deals won't last. It's your Verizon. And we're back with the show within a show. I am joined by Alex Francisco and Veronica Bahana. Back for part two. Of Repeat guest. Fantasy football punishments. However, before we get to that, we got some trivia. And um, the prizes for this trivia is going to be the second installment of the Game Day poster series. And the first ones, I believe, sold out or almost sold out online. So these are a hot item. Um, I believe this one was done by a local tattoo artist in Rhode Island. So it's a, it's a pretty cool, pretty cool thing right there. So, um, all right, here are the questions. Question one. For Adam Vinatieri's game-winning kick in Super Bowl 36, who was the holder? All right. Don't answer. Don't answer. I think that's a good one. Um, number two. How many receiving yards did Dion Branch have in Super Bowl 39? Right, that was against the Eagles. And number three. Who did Mac Jones throw his first career touchdown pass to? And we actually had to Google this one yeah. and watch the play before. So I don't think everybody's going to get that one. But those are the questions. Send your answers into webradio at patriots.com. And, guys, let's get into it. Part two of the best fantasy football punishments. You know, last week we had Danny talk about the clear bag and the loser has to wear a clear bag or he puts an item in. We had um, the inanimate object you got to take on a date. 
So, uh, Alex, you look ready to go. What do you have? I'm not ready to go. You I feel not- like Veronica's ready to Veronica, go. Veronica, <laughs> you want to go? I, I'm ready to go. I got I, one. So, I was reading about one where the loser had to take the SAT. And I just think that's such a cruel punishment. I've, because I don't think I could take the SAT. I've had today. a friend who had to do that before. Like, that was their punishment. I think it was the ACT. And you had to get a certain score. Yeah, I would put a score requirement yes. on it. Yeah. Because if you don't get it, you have to do it again. Yes. I, until you, like, I want people studying. I, I think, was going to say, does that mean you study all season? Just I think case? you get test prep. I think you pay for a tutor. I think, I, you I, get the big book. You just, yeah, I don't want to do it again. I think it'd be, it'd be a little funnier if you did the SSAT, which is what, what is that? middle schoolers used to get into, like, boarding school. Or, like, private okay, school. Okay, this is an out-of-touch Matisse. <laughs> no, what do you mean? What do you mean? Listen, we it, went to public no, school. No, I'm, I'm saying. public school girl. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, you get to imagine. All right, you're taking the test with college kids. Imagine okay. you're, taking it with, you're taking it with a, an eighth grader. Yeah. Who's just trying to go to high school. But that Not eighth, a grader single eighth, eighth grader is, like, a prodigy chess player <laughs> <laughs> going to Deerfield. <laughs> what prep school did you go to again? Kimball Union. Kimball okay. Union Academy. Hockey, hockey powerhouse. You didn't Hockey. play hockey. No, I know. But I like to watch the game. Good soccer teams. <laughs> oh yeah, very good soccer. Okay. Um, all right, I got one. And when I said this, you guys gave me a weird look. I said, "Have I told you about the one with the peanut butter?" And the look you guys. I got gave very me. wide-eyed. I did not. But oh, I also yeah. got hungry because I'm starving, and you made me do this before we got breakfast. Hey, well, hopefully this one will. I don't know. Maybe won't make you hungry. I don't know. Loser needs to cover themselves in peanut butter and go to a dog park. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> And, and and I've I've heard about this one. I've read it. But, like, what would you do if you're just taking your pup and you just see a person just so, in, like, spandex covered in peanut butter? I have a dumb question. What if you're allergic to peanuts? Yeah, what if you're allergic to peanuts and you just stroll up to the dog I, park? Okay, obviously. Or dogs. It. You could change it for that. What if you're allergic to dogs? People are allergic to dogs. Yeah, yeah, it's a punishment. It's not supposed to be a good time. <laughs> Bring yeah, your, bring your ultimate EpiPen. suffering. <laughs> bring your EpiPen. <laughs> as your much as you love dogs, this is still so disgusting. I just think about like do you, I'm thinking bulldogs, Frenchies. I mean, those things those are big bull walking. mastiffs. Do you, do you have to walk there? Like, you don't want to mess up the car. Do you put Ooh. the peanut butter on? Oh, you would have to sit in a trash bag or something. <laughs> You'd have to <laughs> so cut out. You little, wear like a, a wetsuit, and you put. <laughs> you just get covered in peanut butter. I just and I just feel like you're just asking to get Karen'd. Yes. You go. There's just gonna be some angry dog mom. I would have been. I think it'd be. I feel like You'd be an angry a lot dog of. Mom? Oh, I know. I'd be. A dying lot of oh. strangers get into fights and altercations at dog parks. Oh, I yeah. would imagine. If so. What if you get bit? That's a, this is funny. It's it's a punishment. Yeah. Bring your EpiPen. Somebody's gonna be there with a camera. Hey, next time, don't lose. There you yeah, go. Right. Be there better. You go. All right, Alex, I, I found another one as I got the I Yeah, this is what I, I want to hear the submissions. Okay. Was there the submission this, about this, – this, this, was, this was a submission. This is just one on top fantasy football punishments. Okay. It's um, loser has to play a U.S. Open qualifier for golf. Oh. And just I guess like – yourself any, in an I guess anybody can like go to a qualifier round. Yeah. But then there's like actually good golfers. Yes. So like if I went, I'd just be – it'd be bad. <laughs> I'm not the best golfer, but it'd be quite the experience. Um, you could have a loser try out for American Idol. That'd be embarrassing. Is that still a thing, American Idol? I feel like it is, right? Uh, I, I, I don't, don't know. know. All right, Alex, come on. You got to have one. Okay. I like the general theme of having to wear a ridiculous outfit out in public. Like anything that's like, oh, dress a guy up in a crop top and he has to go parade himself around totally serious. And a super public 
place, tourist destination, like downtown whatever. You, you like public shame. <laughs> public shaming <laughs> is always really funny because as many times as you have to say, I lost my fantasy football league, the better. Yeah. That's how I feel. Like what like, with my friend in the Nacho Libre costume. Yeah. Like twenty four hours in an IHOP, don't get me wrong, that sucks. But like the only people you really have to fend off looks for are like your waitress and then the couple people that stop to ask you like like people are aren't doing? really gonna be asking you what you're doing because they're probably leaving the IHOP in a normal amount of well, time. And and public shame. Nobody's asking. People are just judging. Yes. Like, so, no one's going to stop and ask you. You're just going to get a dirty look. So so what you're saying is you love the guy who had to go on the duck, bo- duck boat tour in the duck costume. Definitely. With the sign that says, I duck at fantasy football. Yeah. Yes. And he also had time. to do that four times in a row, I'm pretty sure, oh, which I like is that. amazing. Also, anything to do with body hair removal is really <laughs> funny. Um, <laughs> as a woman that, like, gets waxes, it, it hurts so bad. So the idea of a man just having to get his back waxed or his chest waxed is gold. We, You're very vulnerable, too. We, it's a very vulnerable state to be in, laying there on the, the table uh, waiting to get waxed. We had the, uh, the, the piercings, and my friend, he, he passed out, and it was during COVID. He so passed out? What did he get pierced? His, uh, he got his nipple pierced. Oh and it was during COVID, and so we walked into the tattoo parlor, and they were like, my friend was like, no, like, like they were like no only one person can go in because it was covid and he literally had to have my friend go and like hold his hand oh my god and we all stayed in the car and we're like how do they do this we were like oh my god this sounds really painful (laughs) my friend like comes out and he's like hey like so uh yeah no uh he's uh he's not doing too well um we the the tattoo parlor said we can go in one by one uh because it's covid like literally depths of covid oh my god and He's like he uh, he passed out. They gave him some Coca Cola to get his blood sugar back up. Pepsi. And they <laughs> gave him Pepsi. <laughs> yeah, Pepsi. Pepsi. <laughs> and um, yeah, and so that was that. And then he lost again, and he had to do the Nacho Libre thing. And he is he still us. rocking the nipple piercing? No, he took it out immediately. Oh, you <laughs> should have to wear it we, for a little while. Well, and, and if if he's listening to this, Noah, you still owe us a belly button piercing. Um, so yeah, he, <gasps> they didn't forget Noah. No, we didn't forget. Oh. <laughs> Not the belly button. <laughs> yeah, that's next. So. Oh my. But a piercing, piercing tattoos, all that stuff. That that's classic right there. Um, Veronica, anything else? I love the tattoo idea. I do. I think as somebody with zero tattoos, I think it's. I think it would be so bad. I have no tattoos, and that's why I hate it. I would ca- <laughs> like. That's where what I would motivation? draw a line. I would draw a line. I would say, I'm sorry, you can kick me out of the league. Oh, I'm not doing so that. So that's a good question. What like. So you're like tattoo, you lose, you're like, I'm out of the league, I'm not doing it. What like I think for me it's anything that needs to be like eaten. Like okay. people who make make you eat something gross. Oh, I'll try or... anything twice. But I'm not cutting my hair and I'm not getting a tattoo. No, like if they if they want you to eat like I don't know, like a bug of some kind or something Ugh. like that, like bad food, no thank you. Okay, I'll I just get, thought of something that could be really that. funny. So this is something okay. Background story is I went to middle school and high school with this kid that was absolutely outrageous hilarious person but an absolute character and i think his parents were going to drug test him um for (laughs) marijuana so he came to school one day and they were going to do like the hair follicle oh yes like i was in (laughs) eighth grade so this is like his parents were doing like the hair follicle test so this dude comes to school one day with his eyebrows and his head completely (laughs) (laughs) but uh so yeah how funny would that be? I, I, he looked so outrageous that the thought of that being a punishment is a really funny one. You're like your eyebrows will grow back; it'll be fine. Hopefully. But you look. It'll take years. Ridiculous. 
ridiculous. Years. It only, no, it only took a couple months for this dude. Don't worry. <laughs> months. You say that like it's a, a short. It was like fig. two or three months. He and looked normal again. They grow again. in all awkward. Like he happened to get suspended from school in the process of it growing back. So a lot of it he just got to spend at home. So by the time he came back. Did he get suspended because he failed the test? I think. I oh no! This was that unrelated to school. His parents were doing. This. Oh, okay, oh, I was okay. gonna say I would purposely <laughs> act out so that way I could get. Mitzis, this is what you missed in public school. <laughs> okay, love it, love it, love it. Um, all right, guys, this was a good one. Veronica, pleasure. Thank and you honor. for joining. You will be back. Oh, love um, it. Guys, if you have anything you want us to chat about, tweet it. Tweet to it. Me. Tweet it to Alex. Mitzis, are you leaving on Twitter? I got the burner. You know. Okay. Um, Thank you. Get that trivia in. Check out the poster series on Patriots.com. We have a new reveal every Wednesday, I believe. So uh, thank you, and let's get back to Patriots Unfiltered. And now, great moments in history. He says, uh, are any of you playing Wordle? Yeah. I play. Do you play, yeah. Eric? No. Yeah. Don't, why not? <laughs> My oh. God, he gets so upset. <laughs> but, well, the way you answered it. No. That's not... Isn't I, that how we just said it? It is how we said it. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely not. You were very it's dismissive. Not, a, not how I said it in my head. I'm I know, gonna tell you how I read it. Yeah. I read it that I have no time for that. Every, it, no, no, no. He has plenty of time for it. He plays a bunch of other games like that. <laughs> okay. But everybody else is like doing that. that one. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so you don't that's like how I read it. You don't like Wordle, Eric? I don't know. I've never done it. So then why are you so dismissive? I'm not so dismissive. You, no. <laughs> why do you think they chose five letter word? Is that the most common? Number of I don't in the know. English language. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but it's uh, that would be. It's always maddening when they use a letter twice. Which I yeah, think I don't like today. that. I don't like that. Which I think they did. They today. did that today. Yeah. They did. And well, like if you pick a letter, you, you it also, only you counts. We're not going to explain all the rules. Yeah. If you're interested, go find yeah. out. Like oh for God, example, so like if it was because you were so dismissive. Yeah, I wasn't. You, you were now like, you want to know about it. You were a little bit dismissive. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little bit. That's another great moment from. All right, back here in Patriots Unfiltered, 855-PATS-500 is the Ace Ticket Hotline, web radio at patriots.com is the email address. As we told you at the beginning of the show, this is throwback week. Uh, Miami Dolphins coming to town for a Sunday night game, uh, but the team will be wearing their reds, their throwback reds, uh, the ones styled about in the 80s. So, you know, we figured, hey, why not? We've got a Hall of Famer, Patriots Hall of Famer, NFL Hall of Famer right in the house. So let's bring in Andre Tippett to talk a little bit about, you know, the old days and, you know, what he thinks about when he sees the team coming out in those reds. Hey, Andre, how you doing? Hey, Fred, what's happening? Thank you for having me on here. And, <clears throat> so uh, you yeah. wore red shirts. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love the uniform. I'm glad we, 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 we are focusing on uh, – Showing it off early in the season, too. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a great uniform. I mean, I think every team should be m mandated to wear at least twice a year just to yeah. do that. They should know? be mandated to wear our uniform. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That'd be awesome, now, too. I always thought that I love the red jersey, too. Um, but I would love to have an alternate, you know, current uh, jersey in red with the white helmet, but the new logo. Like, that could be the alternate. Like a mesh. Yeah. Like an alternate current uniform in addition to the throwback. I think Absolutely. that would be a sharp. Absolutely. I think that would be sharp. The white helmet with the Elvis in the red jersey. That what color face mask? Um, that's a good question. So you got the white helmet. 
See, Tip cares about these things like I do. Would I you like know. the red face mask <laughs> or the white? Would you go red? So let me ask you. I like the red. We get into a big argument. Was there a time in the NFL where a player could have a different color grill, like? Because I remember on the Patriots, some we, guys we had... We had an argument about this? Yeah, I think so. Uh, some guys sounds back like in the day had white like grills and some had red grills. No. No? No, no. no. Never? No, you had to have one color? One color. No, then yeah. I'm wrong. But I, th- I thought I remember like some guys having Stunner. red. Because we had red for a while, right? Oh, yeah. We yeah. had we, one year, I believe, uh, late 80s, we had the red face mask. I remember that. Which was pretty I did, cool. Yeah. 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 Maybe the Hugh Millen era. I love you. Tommy Hudson. So let me ask you, when, when you were a player, were uniforms a big deal? Like, did you care, like, if your uniform looked good or not? Like, or did you compare, like, oh, I like I like the Chargers uniform. You know, was that a big deal to players back nah. then? No? I tell you what, the only time I ever cared about my uniform was probably when we switched over to the new – the, the one blue. year that I that I got to play, only because of the the, the, the company who produced it, the pants were awful. What, was the that starter? Apex. Who, who, oh, Apex. Apex. Oh, yeah. Apex. It was nasty, yeah. and I Deuce was like, what, "What were wrong with the pants?" It just didn't. They, they they were hard to put on. It was the the, the material was didn't was give you enough support no, in the right it areas. Was, yeah, it was you know? just <laughs> you pull. You know, you want to put your stuff. On. I know. Now I'm gonna tell you, I didn't really care, but you do care about how you feel when you're running around out there you want to make sure everything is in place and, yeah yeah and, and oh, yeah. you know once you cinch up and go now you go but right you're putting this stuff on and all of a sudden you're like your leg doesn't feel right you gotta get a razor and you're cutting something over here and yeah and it's like you know what is wrong with this uniform yeah just so that was apex yeah i don't know how long they used apex i don't know it was a little not bit very yeah. long probably two three years yeah maybe. so so you're saying that Guys didn't care about the look of the uniform, like I, you know. No. What about what about numbers? How, you ended up with fifty six, which is like an all time linebacker number. You're an all time linebacker. How did you end up with fifty six? I, I wanted. I wanted. Fit, people ask all the time. I, I was a big Thomas Henderson, uh, Dallas, watching him do his thing out there. You know, he's a linebacker, punt returning, and you know he was just clowning out there on the football field, and it kind of stood out to me, and. Uh, I actually, when I got to Iowa, I was hoping I could get the number, and they said, well, uh, Coach wants all his line, all the defensive ends to be in 90 numbers. And I'm like, what? And, um, but I didn't say anything. And then when I got here, you know, what number you want? Right away they asked me what number you want. I said uh, 56. Well, I didn't realize their boy had gotten cut. Uh, Rod Schultz was, everybody, was like everybody's favorite guy. And so here I am. The body the wasn't even number. Right. Body right. wasn't even <laughs> cold yet. Yeah. This rookie coming in here with the number, they all gave me a funky look. But I wanted it because Thomas Thomas Henderson. Yeah. I never a Rod no. show. Yeah. yeah. So what about Miami? Uh, so that's the the throwbacks against a, a throwback Miami's. team. And you obviously had a million uh, million games against Miami. Any particular ones that stood out? <laughs> Shit, all of them. Uh, <laughs> in, any of them with Moreno in it because you know it. You like Marino, hitting him. Yeah. yeah. Getting after him. Uh, Marino was – obviously, we all know he's a great player. He's a great football player. He's a tough bastard. Just when you think you can intimidate him, you got him intimidated, he, he, he's not intimidated. Yeah. And I used to love watching the antics, though, between him and uh, Dwight Stevens because Dwight was his uh, center. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, if anybody got close to Marino, got a sniff on him, 
he would look at the, he he'd be yelling Dwight Dwight yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. And Dwight would turn around and he would prosecute guys out there in the field, <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Love to yell at his teammates. He would, yeah. yeah. And and I, you know, I if I laugh then, but I appreciated it now because you know they had a pride about protecting their quarterback. They knew they had something special there with him, and uh, you know, it, it, Dan and I have been amazing. I mean, when I see him, man, I feel like you know a long lost brother when I see him, man. I mean, we have a long conversation. We talk, but I would try to. Hurt him. <laughs> I wanted to. I wanted to do something to just yeah. Because I knew he was, you know, you let him back there long enough, he's going to. Well, kill he you. wanted to hurt you in another way. Oh, absolutely. He wanted to hurt you on the on the scoreboard. He was dropping yeah. dimes like crazy, yeah. and you know, he had an unbelievable release. And obviously, they practice that just like we practice tackling, and you you practice running and walking through plays. He had a clock in his mind. 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, get rid of it. And it was like, for us pass rushers trying to get to him, we, you know, we had it in yeah. our ear what, you know, how much time we're going to have to get off blocks and get to him. And he was just, he was, he was amazing for and that. And even, even after he tore his Achilles and he came back, you know, he was still good after still he good. came back. Absolutely. He was, you know, he was never known as a mobile quarterback, yeah. and he was probably a little less mobile when he came back. But right. still the release was there, and I think the anger, Went up a notch. Oh, absolutely! You know because absolutely. you know I can't run at all now, so you better. You got to protect me even more, right? Well, right. yeah, he, he had great receivers. He always had. He always had great receivers, great uh, backs that could catch out of the backfield, and the tight ends. They were not the tight ends that we were fortunate to experience here uh, over over our time. But he had guys that were he, handy. He, you say he had great receivers, but were any of his receivers? Did any of them go in the Hall of Fame? Duper and Clayton. Clayton. They, did, they no. both went in. I don't know. Nat, no, no. Nat Moore was pretty good too. I don't he think probably any, had Nat Moore. See, I think he made them. Oh, of course. Great, you of know, course. You know. Absolutely. Like, and I, you know, and I hate to say it, because we're all talking about Mac now, but like, you know, we like Mac, but if Dan Marino was with Kendrick Bourne, or he'd make him, he'd make him better. Make him great. Yeah. Make him he'd great. Make yeah. him great. Dan. Yeah. Hey, Dan is. One of the greatest quarterbacks to play in the National Football oh, yeah. League. No doubt. And he had an unbelievable gun for an arm. And the dude was 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 tough too, man. I mean he he he, he you know, we when we say that and I mean you gotta be a tough guy to play this game, but also you gotta have that tough mindedness when you need these guys two minutes. Two yeah. minutes, thirty seconds left in the in, in, in the fourth quarter. And you, and you got the ball, can you make the play? I mean, yeah. I'm seeing confidence. Brady do that yeah. what was countless amounts. What of was the game plan against him when you guys would face him? What were, what were the keys? We, 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 we couldn't blow an assignment. We truly could not blow an assignment. When we got ready to go down to Miami to play them or if we were getting ready to play Miami, uh, <laughs> I swear to you, on Saturdays where everybody else was showering up, getting ready to get on the bus, to get on the airplane to fly down there, we were out in the field on the go, in the in the red zone, and Rod Russ was on us. You know, we were we we were going through certain plays that they were good at, and we were just we had to communicate. We had the you know the motion. We got trips left. All of a sudden, there's motion left. I want to hear you guys communicating, and and, and he needed to know that we were a hundred percent ready. And that's that was the key to, to, to playing those guys was you, you don't make a mistake because they're going to do the same thing over and over again and they're going to come back until you stop it. 
and 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 that's what we would do. We would we would practice and making sure that we all communicated. And believe but, it or not, we got better as as a, as a defensive well, team that way. You know, now you can talk strategy a little. But was like was the idea like you know like controlled rush? You know, uh, get him off plop, get him out of the pocket. Like, was there a certain way that you were asked to go after him? Oh, you definitely wanted to get in his face because he didn't want anybody in his face. He didn't yeah. want. He didn't want to be when he's releasing that ball. He wanted to have free, free room. Yeah. And you know, he when 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 stuff was around him, he got really nervous about that, and you'd see him so get was, a little jitter. Was there, a, you know, effort to like you know run some stunts up the oh, middle? A lot, of, a lot yeah. of stunts up the middle. Yeah. Uh, and, and a lot of stuff coming from 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 outside too, but but most of it uh, heavy heavy doses of uh, up the middle stuff. How yeah. did you how did you guys put it together in an '85 AFC Championship to get over the hump down there? You know, it was it was destiny, man. It, it really was, and it was, it, and we had a little luck that day because it 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 rained, and everyone kind of forgets that too. Because we we had planned to, to to do a lot of passing, but because of the rain, it uh, you know we told the receivers they were going to have to uh, do a little bit of blocking. But it was um, you know it was I think it was two teams coming together, um, veteran teams, and which guys were going to be the toughest. And that day we were the toughest. Uh, especially being there in Miami, the Orange Bowl, the jinx and all that stuff. There were so many things that were happening that we had an opportunity to put to bed, and it, it, it happened. I mean, we, um, yeah. we were solid. We had some good football players out there on the field that day, offensively, defensively, uh, guys that could run the ball, guys that could catch the ball if we when we did throw it, but – we, uh, we, 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 you know, you're looking at Mosi Tatupu, you're looking at Craig James, you're looking at Tony Collins. Um, you know, defensively, you know, we were, you know, Claiborne and, and, and Ronnie LePet, the backers, me, Donnie, Nelly, um, uh, Lester Williams. Lester Williams was fired up that week because he was from there. We actually had four guys or three guys from the U that were on the team. Fred, uh, Fred Marion, Ronnie yeah, LePet, Lester Wade. So they were fired up from that. So we had all kinds of stuff happening. Yeah. What was it favor. about that? Because you guys what? won, what, three road games, right, to get to the Super Bowl. I think you're the first yeah. team to do yeah. it. I mean, what was it about that team that you guys were able to win on the road like that, get it, to the Super Bowl? It was, I'm a t- it was, it was Karma. Karma was good that year for us. It really was. It was, um, you know, we had lost to Miami that Monday night game. Yep. Forget when it was. And I remember, and I tell the story all the time because it kind of gave me chills when I, because I'm sitting up there and I'm tripping. I'm like, what's this dude talking about? But Coach Barry had pulled us all together and, you know, he was, he stood around and he looked around at us and he says, look, man, I just want to say one thing to you. We've been delayed, but we will not be denied this year. And I want you all to think about this game because it's going to come back to us. And, I'm kind of, kind of giving the side eye a little bit, and I'm like, "What the hell is he talking about?" <laughs> but when it's all said and done, you know, we we do the things, the little things that we were talking about from the beginning of training camp, and and, and the turnovers were big. The tackling was important. Defense stopping, giving the ball back to the offense, and and all of a sudden, boom, we make the the playoffs as a wild card team. 
We had battles with the Jets that yeah. year. Uh, and then we, we beat them at the Meadowlands, and then we got to go to West Coast to play the Raiders. You know, you got the Sullivans that are pissed off at the, the Davises about things, the things that are going on that we don't know about secretly. And then we go out there and we get into a great battle with those guys. And we, again, you know, we got a team full of tough guys because everybody's playing. And then, lo and behold, guys, we got a chance now to go back to Miami. And here it goes, you know, you're thinking back to what Raymond Berry said. And we were like, wow, this dude was kind of clairvoyant a yeah. little bit, you know, and he had something going on there. But it was yeah. pretty cool. And then you hit the Bears. I, and and, and I know that's bears. a bad memory, but is there any – now you look back, is there anything that – the Patriots could have done in that game to make it a better game that they didn't do, like maybe not starting Tony Easton. I, no, well, I don't know. No, no. <laughs> but like, I, no, but like, like, is there anything that like you, you go back and say, like, man, I wish we had just done I X, hear, I know? hear, I, the thing that I hear all the time from all my teammates is like, we should have started Rogan because it's funny what people remember. Now, I don't remember anything other than the fact that we played the game and we lost. Yeah. But, Everybody has so many more vivid memories, and they're like, well, don't you remember Tony was sick all week? <laughs> Grogan was playing, and Grogan was ready. We should have put Grogan out there. And I'm just like, right? So, I, I what? remember that. I didn't know that. Did yeah. you know that? But it, no. But, was, but you know, because we, we didn't go against number ones. We, all, we were going against number two offense, so we didn't. Right. I mean, we were out there getting ready. We are doing our thing. Right. But, all of a sudden, he said, yeah, remember, you know, Tony was sick. All I'm like, no shit. And we put him out there to to start. And he was, we just set ourselves up. Yeah, he wasn't in the game very long, I will say. No. <laughs> yeah. But it's, you know, and then you throw Grogan in there, you know, after, you know, these guys are like, you know, they they, they, they see blood in the, in the water now. And it's like, now you, oh, now you're going to throw Grogan in there now. Yeah, yeah. You should have let him go in there from the beginning. But that's the only thing that, I mean, I've heard. Yeah. The only thing I remember, and I, that was my senior year in high school, and I tell this to you guys all the time. I was Joe, fin you know, I was all in, you know, like they're gonna do it, they're gonna do it. It's like the, you remember all the turnovers that you guys were oh, creating absolutely. in the playoffs that year. Yeah. I want to say seventeen turnovers, um, you know, and then <coughs> first play of the game, Walter Payton, Hall of Famer, right. Walter Payton fumbles. fumbles. Yeah. We got the ball in like twenty. I, was, I told you that <laughs> it's gonna happen. And then we had to kick a field goal. It was 3 nothing. It's and 3 -nothing. that was it. And that well, was it. That's, that's all. You know, like Tip says, I don't remember anything about it other than we played and we lost. Yeah. That's all I remember. Yeah. I, well, I wiped out the other 58 <laughs> minutes. Well, we played them early in the year, Soldier Field. What did we lose? I thought 21. 20 to 7. 27. So. <laughs> he played there. They're nothing. Craig James, 90-yard touchdown. They're, they're nothing like they were Super Bowl 20. I mean, they were just a team. I mean, they were a team that, you know what, they got better turnovers. They held on to the ball a little bit better, and they did some, some things, and it went their way. So we lost in Soldier Field. So it was like, oh, that's a football. It's yeah. just a football team. But all of a sudden, yeah. you don't know about how they almost murdered guys on the Rams. They, you know, they almost <laughs> right. murdered the, the, the quarterback yeah. and, and the Dieter running Brock. back. And they were just knocking people. They started knocking people out, and it's just all of a sudden they just started turning up the heat. And so we're getting ready to play 
the Bears was like, ah, oh, yeah, we owe them anyway. You know, we this is one of those those games. You know, they were a little bit better than us, but we we're, we're much better now. And we had no idea these dudes were going to be turning up like that. <laughs> they weren't the 45 46. Bears yet. Well, that, <laughs> I didn't know they were the 85 Bears then. Well, they turned up that 46 defense and all of a sudden, you know, our guys don't know who to stop. Yeah. And, you know, well, you, know you start looking at some guys out there that are kind of throwing lookout blocks too. Uh, and you're like, what the hell is going on here? And, you know, you take their, you take your hat off. I tell people all the time, I go to, I, I fly out to Chicago to see my oldest daughter, man, and I, I get shell-shocked every time I go <laughs> yeah. through the airport because I think people are looking at me and laughing, yeah. you know. Like, oh, yeah, he was on the pages. Everyone, yeah. dude, his ass we kick. So, and, so um, getting back to the uniforms. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> the old logo, Pat Patriot. Did you like that logo? Love that old. You love, love it. Love that logo. You love, love it. that logo. Yeah. Yes, sir. It was uh, – yeah, I never, you know, it's funny. I had never seen the logo as a kid. I knew growing up, Jets, Giants, Cowboys, Steelers, the Rams. Yeah. That was it, really, who I really paid yeah. any attention to. And all of a sudden, I get drafted by the Patriots. I'm like, hell, what did the uniform look like? But when I get here, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's, you know, yeah. Pat Patriot. Uh, you liked it. I yeah, see. I yeah, never liked yeah. it. I never liked helmet, it. I never you know, liked it. I, did, yeah, just I used to call the guy John Hanna. I said, it looked like John Hanna. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, when you got to Foxborough State, well, back then, I think it was Sullivan's. No, it was, uh, uh, it was when you got first. Have been Schaefer. 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 Yeah. What did you think of the stadium when you got here? <laughs> it's not Iowa. <laughs> I, I, who was it? One of my teammates said, "Holy cow! My college is yeah. better. Oh yeah, suited to play than here. Some yeah. guys probably played in high better school. high school some, stadiums. I, I was gonna say that some guys had better yeah. high school stadiums. Yeah. Again, I was like, all right, this is what we got to play in. I, I'm yeah. just gonna suit up and play in it. I I was like, wow, I, yeah, this is different. Yeah, this is different. I mean, at Connect Stadium was like, you know, we got." 60,000 people up in there in the place. But it was a stadium. Yeah, I mean, yeah. back then there were yeah. a lot of dumps. Yeah. Um, but this was one of them, yeah. you know. <laughs> it was our dump. True. Yeah. But it was our dump. Absolutely. <laughs> true. Did you, have, you had to play early at Shea Stadium before they moved to the Meadowlands, I right? Did. I did. That had I to did. be a dump, that too, was, right? That, was, that was an eyesore. That was bad. My, I played my rookie year there. My rookie year, maybe my second year there. Yeah, and yeah. you probably played in War Memorial Stadium yes. in Baltimore. Yep. That yes, was a I dump. Did. Yep, yep, yep. yep. So I remember oh, that. Yeah, that's yeah. another one. That's a good one, Fred. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even I had to lower my head going in through the dugout to the locker room because the pipes were oh, so low. Like, oh my god! Oh, yeah. I thought when the 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 you know, some of those things, I thought some rats were up there. Like, oh yeah, crawling yeah. around, sure jumped down were. on you, bite you on your neck or something. <laughs> I'm sure they were. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it's great. We just thought we'd bring you in. It is Throwback Week. They're going to be wearing their reds, and you know, I know when a lot of people think of. Patriots in red jerseys. It's Andre Tippett. It's John Hanna, and maybe Steve Grogan. I think those are the three, right? Yeah, without question. That's yeah. me. I was ten years old in '86, and living around here, I was that was the Patriots. Right yeah, there. It's, a, it's a great uniform, and I'm like I said, I'm so glad that we are bringing it. I back was more partial to Rod Schilt. It should be. <laughs> it should be awesome to see, just to see the, and I'm sure the players are going to love having pictures and photos of. Oh yeah. In the old, That's a old big thing now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you probably see it. These arrival photos with yep. these guys, and they, I mean, they get mad at us if they don't get their photo taken. Yeah. I mean, it's a whole new thing, you know? It's, it's unbelievable. All right. Uh, we'll take a break. Thanks, Andre, for Thank coming. you guys. You can, Thanks, you can get Tim. back upstairs. We'll be right back after this.
Get in on the action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Isn't it time to get exactly what you want? Welcome to Red Hot Deal Days from Verizon, where you get your pick of our best deals. Like my plan, where you can pick the perks you want and save on every one. For limited time, bring your own phones to a Verizon store and you can get my plan for our best price ever. Get exactly what you want in your phone plan and only pay for what you need. Bring your phones to your Verizon store today and get my plan. These deals won't last. It's your Verizon. Get in on the action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Isn't it time to get exactly what you want? Welcome to Red Hot Deal Days from Verizon, where you get your pick of our best deals. Like my plan, where you can pick the perks you want and save on every one. For limited time, bring your own phones to a Verizon store and you can get my plan for our best price ever. Get exactly what you want in your phone plan and only pay for what you need. Bring your phones to your Verizon store today and get my plan. These deals won't last. It's your Verizon. All right. Back here on Patriots Unfiltered. Thank you to Andre Tippett for coming back. And I know uh, he used some salty language, but when you're with Andre Tippett, yeah, you don't no, tell him no, no. what to say. He says what he wants. Yeah, so if he wants to drop some some words, go for it. Uh, but <laughs> good th- stories. That's good stuff. Uh, Evan's back, and where is he back from? Evan has returned from practice. Evan has returned from practice. All right, Evan, uh, what do we got? Well, I have to say going from Andre Tippett to the Grinch over here is a pretty big uh, change <laughs> of approach. How terrible they look oh, during He's owning it now. He's oh, owning my it. God. He's, that he, stretching period was horrible. Couldn't even touch his toes. And uh, that stretching period did not have Trent Brown oh. present with the Patriots. Oh. Uh, the rest Veterans of, day off. The, the rest of the team was uh, there, present, and accounted for, including Ian Book. Sporting a Matt Corral 19. No, they're just so passing it around. They're just passing the 19 <laughs> jersey around. But, yeah, no Trent Brown. Uh, obviously, don't want to speculate too much, but I would say maybe veteran rest, right? Like it's Wednesday. Sweet and two. Yeah, I, I could see that. But uh, we'll, we'll get the injury report at the <laughs> end of the day, and we'll see. But Juju out there, the two guards out there, Strange yeah. and Onwenu out there, Parker uh, out okay. there. You know, so everybody's practicing. Did you get eyes yeah. on Juju? I did. How did you think he looked? Uh, it was just stretching, so I'm not going to take too much away from not even the one I They're going back and forth. Any yeah, slow? So. No, a little slow. Yeah, because we when you left, I sort of fixated on Bill's answer to that question this morning. Well, it was you know the injury report? You know, blah, blah, blah. I, I thought there was a chance that maybe we wouldn't see him at practice and he was going to go on IR, it's which like, I guess some uh, people speculated about yeah, yesterday on yeah. the radio. But uh, probably a good sign that he was out there anyway. I would think IR is probably off the table immediately, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we were in the bubble, 
in the bubble. So, so smaller media contingent. I uh, no same, same same media contingent. Okay. Uh, less grousing. Rain you guys would dry. Rain uh, grousing. There was there, there was less the there. less grousing. You drive over. Yeah. Uh, but it, a funny moment. Funny oh. funny moment. So that we lighter side. We were in the in the front entrance of the socio field house and you know how if you guys have been there i'm sure uh, there's there's glass windows right so you can see into the bubble from the parking lot and we were told to face the other direction <laughs> so that i don't want that face looking at those dice Throw them in the wait, bathroom. Wait, keep, you face the other direction, so you couldn't, so you couldn't see, see there. Turn around, walk, face yeah. the wall. walk through. Center. Yeah, so our back was to the players. That I we think were, that's specifically <laughs> for you, Evan. That's out of respect. Evan for had the a new, mirror. The new one. He's he's looking in the mirror. Yeah. I'm just Why taking a selfie. What? So yeah. there selfie. I am, uh, standing underneath the. Th- thankfully, it was underneath. I wasn't getting rained on. Uh, looking at Bass Pro, and uh, and not looking at what was going on on the field. So that that was a good moment. That's funny. Was someone like monitoring you, making sure no one glimpsed? Like. Yeah, Aaron. <laughs> hey, hey, you, Aaron. Ice front, ice front, ice front. It was, uh, it was fun. It's it embarrassing. Fun. <laughs> but yeah, it was. Uh, it was it, quick. It, it, when you think of it that way, it is kind of embarrassing. Like, no, sorry, no, no, sir. Turn your back on. No. Well, because usually it's like prison. You know, usually <laughs> when we go out to practice at the in the in the bubble, uh, we park yeah. in the in the closed parking lot. And then wait outside, and then they let us in like a side door. Um, but today, I think because it was already raining, they allowed us to stand so, underneath. So let me the ask you a question: Is there an NFL rule that teams have to allow the media at practice? Yes. Yeah. There is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there's no rule as to the duration. I there is guidelines like you know how certain days we get a little bit more than stretching we get that opening like positional drill period yeah there it's it's like expected or like asked very nicely worded but, very but, strongly like, what, what to are we doing do it. what are we doing here with with this with this practice because you can't see anything I mean it really it's only a time to take attendance so correct so if the team just tells us after practice. These are the guys that participated. Yeah. What well, else do the media need to see at this point? There you know? are sometimes, you know, to, it, when we get the extra time, obviously you can see there's are things that you can take away from those positional drills, like who's participating in them and all that kind of stuff. I would say the only other thing that, that you can kind of glean is, you know, just certain things about, like, you know, to Paul's question about Juju, like exactly. how, how are guys moving? You know, does a guy have a brace now that he didn't have before the game or, like, you know, little good. things like so that. So do you think that's the reason why the league says you have to allow the media oh. at practice for that reason? No, I think the main reason why the media pushes for practice No, access, no, no, I'm not saying the, the media should push for everything they can get. I'm saying why does the league... You yeah, know, make the I, I think the main thing that we've always heard is that the idea of letting us in practice is to publicize the team. Yeah, to li- literally You're covering the, the team. You the, want the you, guys covering the team to have as much information as to they publicize can. the team. And so, for a lot of media pictures, video of practice, like you know, you talk talk about like the new Channel Five and the news stations and things like that. They use that as B roll for their packages on the news. So if you're not allowed to go out to practice at all, then you are, you know, recycling old B-roll or have no B-roll or whatever. Teams I, I, could supply it for, you know, pool reporters. I don't know. I, I just, it's just like the media out. No, no, I, I just, there's nothing. I don't know. No. Well, I wonder I what's mean, it like in other teams is, is 
meaningful. You, right. you, watch, you watch the practice, the practice. you can make evaluations, but then once the season starts, I get where teams they don't want the media seeing why, how we're preparing. But you think the media wants them to see training camp any more than anything else? Well, I like I, it is what it is. If, if, if I mean the media should want to see everything that they're right. they can see. Right. But I can understand the team saying, we're not going to let you watch our practice. Well, what's it like at other teams? That's what I, I, I have no... Some teams are open. Some teams, well, like, all practice? Like, I, no. don't, I don't know anymore. That that's, the way, that's the way it was. Usually, like, I know, like, in Cincinnati, they sometimes get uh, access until 11 on 11, like, team drills start. And so maybe that's, like, the first 15 yeah, to 20 minutes instead. Not, it's not, definitely changed over the yeah. years, too, because I know there were some that were open. But, like, even, like, last week, as an example of what Evan's talking about, based on a lot of people, Evan included, that told me that Cole Strange looks like a guy who one day looked like he did more than another day because it looked like he couldn't do it back-to-back days. The same sort of getting out of his stance and the explosiveness led me to believe there was a chance that he wasn't going to play. Yeah, certainly Devontae Parker last week Parker, everybody was in in agreement that he didn't look great. Parker basically did nothing other than stretch in front of us. So uh, those are the little things. I mean, I, I, I I don't really, like, I'm not a big practice guy either. Like, it's not like no. something that I find like super important to cover. But it, obviously, if there is access to it, so we right. we take the access. You have to take what they yeah. give you. Yeah. No, yeah. I I agree with the larger point, Freddie, about yeah. like how valuable is it? You know, whatever. Yeah. So media was okay. No, no, no grout other than having to. No, you, you know, know why? Because they, they got they got Chick Fil A coming today. So oh, that's probably, right. Chick Fil A. Probably pretty happy. Chick Fil A snacks it. though. Snacks. In the release, I they made a point to say Chick Fil A snacks. Oh, they just have. So I'm wondering leftover if, dipping sauces. Yeah, take your I'm wondering pick. why the the, 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 the sauces left over yeah, from training camp. Why the distinction between uh, just yes. Chick Fil A and like Chick Fil A snacks? Yeah. yeah, there yeah. were no sandwiches, but there was nine thousand packages. I was excited because I went. You know, they're doing the early media availabilities, and so I went to the press conferences last week. And they had some some left over. They still oh. had some extra sandwiches. Oh. So I yeah, I, I, I would say the oh I did oh I did the main Good grousing. If we if we really want to get into grousing, the the schedule with the podium set up and everything like that is is causing some issues. Oh, so I would say doing that. the podiums before practice and then I don't actually the podiums before practice. I don't think are our main concern. It's the podiums in between practice and open locker room because a lot of us, myself included, usually use that time to write and do things that we have there do later in the week. And so now it's like every couple, every hour, it feels like you have something else to do. Any explanation why they did it that way this year? Because of the new location of the media workroom. Yeah. So. Which is an issue that needs to probably be addressed wherever the new media workroom is going to be. Because oh, yeah. if you can't get to the locker room from there, it's going to always yeah. be oh, escorts. Yeah. But and, I'm sure once they do a permanent location, it'll, yeah. you know. But to that point, and I, I actually agree with the grousing for a change. <laughs> um, do you need to do both? No. Like, just do one set of podiums. Yeah. I don't care if it's, if it's after Bill or I, if it's... The after you know, bill after one practice. is fine because you're already there. Yeah, right. that's perfect. Right. And then you got some time to write while they're at practice, and yeah, you know, so I, get, yeah, you get a chance to room. go get something to eat. I can sit down and write, and now I go to the locker room and finish up. Yeah, yeah. you know, this way it's like the way you described it. You're it's always like you're, you're always media, doing something. And let's face it, the vast majority of podiums you don't need to be at. 
But you got to go if they're going to do it. You yeah. know, like you can't just say, well, I'm going to go and get something to eat. And then, you know, David right. Andrews was talking yeah. or whatever. Well, so it makes family. it. Yeah. I know that nobody cares about, no, about no that, one, any of that. And no one yeah. should. In, in all honesty, no one, should. no one should. No. no. But yeah, no that, that, I care. that gap between practice at one and then open locker room at four, you can get a lot done in that gap if you're just sitting right. down there with your headphones on and writing. So I, I understand. I understand. The, the open locker room that late is. Um, that that's a trend that started probably I don't know five or ten years ago, and it's been a bad one for the media. It's it's, it's really changed even it's in tough. my in my time there. I mean, the Monday one was an absolute dud. Well, like um, I I've always, you know, been a proponent of no one should go into the locker room. Period. Well, except for players and except for the team. And I'm then, with you on that. And then they should mandate a room outside the locker room that players have to go in right. to be interviewed. Mm-hmm. But I believe that the locker room should be a sacred place. It should be a safe space yeah. for the yeah. players. They can change. I'm and talking about the time, yeah. not, not yeah. the place. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't care if it's locker room or well, – I agree with you. I don't think we should be in the locker room, no. Freddie. You and I have always been lockstep on that. Yep. Um, but it's, it's the re- fact that it's like 5 o'clock or 4.45, whatever it is now, that's yeah. – they, it, do, they do it on their way home. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just not – it's not really scrums anymore. You know, it's more about, like, people do like what Evan does. You know, talk to players, get, you know, stories that maybe even you're not writing. You're just kind of getting some behind-the-scenes kind of, you know, off-the-record kind of stuff. And, you know, there are a couple little scrums of, you know, just news stations getting an interview or two. Nothing crazy, but it's – it's not yeah, like it, the it's, old days it's when not it was. Do they even have scrums anymore? Barely. Yeah, it's not tailored Maybe for TV two. anymore. It's tailored more for the individual writer that has a certain story they're working on, makes a request. Hey, can I yeah. get a one-on-one with Hunter Henry? Yeah, sure, during, during an open locker room. Fridge. And mm-hmm. so they set it up that way. It's, it's It still works for that, but if you're just a camera guy shooting for the, ch- the 6 o'clock oh, news, yeah. it can be tough. It was. I mean, especially for that Monday one where it was, you know, end of the day Monday, nothing going on here. Those, you know, those, those all those news stations that came down here for that. I would think today would then, be different, though. No, when, usually. No, Wednesday, Wednesday and Friday, a big, big day. Friday can be good, too, just because everybody's a little more relaxed. The, yeah. the hay is in the barn, Friday's definitely a relaxed relax day. I, I would... I understand, like, why you feel that there shouldn't be media in open locker room, but that's, like, my favorite part of the day. Because I, I just like as my I just bounce around, right? Like I just go to play you know different players that are. Oh, uh, he's that, not that saying that you shouldn't have shouldn't access have to that. all those players. They should be. They should have but to like, come to another room, yeah. right? But if they so then what I would re- I would request them and then they because like no 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 they they have to they go have to, to this other area like in, order, cocktail in order to get home. They got to go through this room, <laughs> and they have to stay there. So it's for, it, so for you, it's just the physical yeah. being in the. Yeah. I, I understand. Yeah. 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 Just having a it's place like, where they can change. It's like when you, you know, when you have a party at your house. Usually, the bedrooms off limits. Once in a while, a couple <laughs> right, will find right, their right. way in there. Right. You walk in on them. <laughs> Who, where, How old are you? Well, where are we going with this? Are we in college? It happens at all ages, Paul. Believe me. Are you serious? <laughs> oh yeah. Are you kidding me? Wow. I would <laughs> be. Long. I would be quite offended I, uh, if I opened the door to my bedroom. You know, having company, and there would. It's ha- a, a couple in my bedroom. I'm, I'm I would sure not be happy, happy with that. But anyway, you know, you get my Clean point. It's the bedroom. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's well, where we don't go. That was you like, know? I mean, even, uh, I, I won't say names, but there was a scrum around a certain player, and then another player came out of the shower, uh, offensive lineman, wrapped in a towel that's probably the size of most of our hand towels. Oh, the little, the little <laughs> face cloth. And he couldn't get there because the, the scrum was going on in his locker right next to his locker, so he couldn't get there. So he's just standing there holding, holding this, this tiny, towel. like, pinching the towel off that's barely covering, like, you know, his, his whole hip is showing out. Oh, 
pinching a loaf. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> but it's that kind of stuff this, where you're like, you know, the guys are here to right, change and to go, and they're going yeah. beneathings. It's an interstitial place. You know, yeah, it's well, not like they're just sitting in there I, I hanging just, out. I just, it's I, I totally could not agree more. And I think that the dynamic of it for me is awkward. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's awkward yep. for you to be in there. As much as it is, I mean, for probably oh, for them. And to, imagine being a female. Like I, you know, I'm like yeah. I'm awkward enough as a guy. And that's but, one of the reasons I don't go in a lot anymore. Like I don't have to be there. Like you guys are writing all the time, so you guys still have to do it. But I don't. I've never felt comfortable in there. I always agree with Fred on that. I think it's their space, yeah. and, they, and they should have an area where they don't have to worry about someone yeah. seeing something that they shouldn't. Right. Yeah. Like and a, I'm not like even talking butt. about them not <laughs> right. not, not stuff in their locker or right. whatever. You know. Well, well right. Yep. And that's that's another thing. Like not to call anybody out but like if you're doing a, a one-on-one on camera with somebody like have them close their locker like yeah. don't like don't well, don't they're not supposed to v- film into a locker but it's hard but, if there's if you're filming them and yeah. they're standing with their back to the locker you're gonna pick stuff up i, I, I as much as i possibly like if we we're gonna do a scrum with like i if nobody else like says hey close your like i i sometimes do because yeah. like you know it's your personal stuff in there and i'm not saying there's anything like like terrible in there but there's just personal stuff in there and like then sometimes things you know pictures or things like that get out that this guy has this picture in his locker like mac last year with the buffalo uh playoff game picture and like you just you just don't need that yeah. guy has a picture of his girlfriend on the other side of the one with his wow. wife you know? <laughs> yeah tamara's These good about happen. that she's she's like the locker police if, if there aren't lockers closed she's going in and closing them she's good at it Alan in Texas she, says she physically uh, closes them. Well, she's just like closure. She makes sure she oh, gets okay. in there and tells okay. them to do it. And, no, I'm she, saying, don't, don't she just slams them. their locker room. Lock, locker room mom. No, no. <laughs> uh, Alan says thanks for the segment with Mr. Tippett. I was in my teens when he played for the Patriots. Like many other fans of New England, he was always one of my favorites. I remember hearing for the first time back then that he was a black belt. He still is, uh, like fifth degree. I remember thinking that it was not surprising to me because he was so tough. That was really a pleasure to listen. As far as the current state of the team, I have hope that we will improve as the year goes on. One positive that I have is that I think Mac showed some maturity over last year. Yeah. I would say that yeah. that was a, an encouraging sign. I yep. thought his demeanor on the field was much better. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I thought his poise was much better yep. in the pocket, too. I mean, he took some hits. He took some he hits, sure and, and he stood in there. Yep. Um, by the way, we gave away three of the posters. Oh, nice. Um, and uh, there were trivia questions. The first question was, who was the holder? For Super Bowl Thirty Six, I already know it. Yeah. Ken, Walter, Ken Walter, of course. Yeah. Winner was Travis in West Virginia. Um, how many receiving yards did Dion Branch have in Super Bowl Thirty Nine? I didn't know this. I one know this too. one too. One hundred and thirty-three. That was Andrew in Louisiana. I would have said a hundred. <laughs> yeah. And uh, who did Mac Jones throw his first touchdown pass to? Nelson Aguilar. That's correct. Mike and Sale. What's that? I oh, Andrew in L.A., not Louisiana. I would. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I get it. States, I get it. Cities. I would have gotten that one. Yeah, Mike in yeah. Salem, New Hampshire. Miami. Got that last one. Yeah, Miami week one. 17 So 16 congratulations. Um, if you didn't get a poster, you can buy this week's poster on Patriots.com. While supplies last. Yeah. Signed and uh, numbered by Little the artist. Night tomorrow. Comes with a certificate of authenticity. Collect them all. Uh, look great in your uh, Patriots man or woman cave. <laughs> wow, this, this show's gone by fast. That tip thing was fun. Um, yeah. That's the most I've talked to him in my four years here. But he's a uh, he's a legend in my book. I mean, growing up, that guy was oh, yeah. was he's the Patriots such to a good me. Guy too. I mean, imagine him 
had they won a couple Super Bowls. Oh, I, he, he, I mean, he already you know? in my book, he's already like with Lawrence Taylor as yeah, like greatest outside is, linebackers but, like, of all he, time. But like, like he would be nationally, he'd be nationally. recognized that way. Like the Ste- the guys in the Steelers. And and the Giants and the Dallas, you know. Yeah, well, he be, named all those teams. Those it, are the teams because, the country was watching. Right. It's right? because everybody knew those guys. Yep. You know. Yep. Yeah. But he was our guy. It was like you know we have our own. At least we have Tip. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Tip and John Hanna. Yeah. You know. Good story about Fifty Six too. And you know, it was always interesting. Some people like yeah, you, I you hadn't, always. I hadn't it. heard that one, and and I make him tell me those stupid stories all the time. But he never told me that one. <laughs> yeah. Nothing tops Paul knowing the score of his game. <laughs> uh, Brady's in uh, Kansas City on the Ace Ticket Hotline. What's up, Brady? Brady. Brady. Uh, What's going on? Forget Let's you, go. Brady. Brady's gone. Drop your call, Brady. Good, um, good job, Fred. They, so they're saying um, for the Brady thing on six twelve that they're like they want me to perform that at center at center yeah, field. I, I would. And like sing it. I would, they asked you that? Yeah. Politely decline that. Well, that's a great saying. idea. I mean, it's going to be like a two or three hour show. Right. Talent show. So we're going to need Deuce. filler. Right. Right. Yeah, you so. know, so I'll come out. Maybe we can get a. Uh, Maybe we get some actual members of Poison backing me up, you know? Well, that would be different. <laughs> CC, that would be CC different. Why don't we just have. Yeah, why don't you have Poison perform your song? Correct. <laughs> that, and now that would be a different. <laughs> that would be great. I'm trying to think of the names of the guys from Poison. I, I don't know. But yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll come together well. Get Matt to do a little rap in the back of it, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, we're getting to the end that of the one show. Brent Michaels, as I can see. Brent Michaels, that's yeah, good. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I just that's, want to remind you know, people to that. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, what? Sorry. Hey. Hey. Hey, Patriots. Hey, behave. Paul, do you want to <laughs> host the perfect game day? Why not bring the tailgate home with a stylish dining set? I would love Bob's to do Discount this. furniture with expandable options, dining and counter heights, and tons of styles to choose from. You'll score big. When you shop at Bob's, the official furniture store of the New England Patriots. That would be awesome. So any uh, final thoughts before we get to Thursday? I'm excited for picks. I'm curious how I did. I think he did okay. Don't spoil it. One person should be really excited. Really? No, that's not me then. It might be the guy with the feel for the league over there. Maybe. Maybe the feel's back. I'm feeling something. Yeah. Um, what's up coming up next? John Rook in the playbook. Oh, John Step Rook in the playbook. Inside the playbook. All right, I didn't know if Catch Twenty Two was Wednesday or I don't know. That's what tomorrow. Going. Tomorrow. All right. So John Rook in the playbook coming up. As for us, we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts. The world's original.